Welcome to Superhouse, episode 45. Fuck you. Welcome to Superhouse episode, what was it? 45. <laughs> Take two. <laughs> Welcome to Superhouse episode 45, home of the beer swilling, skeleton crew mob doodly do. You cut out, but anyway, good job. <laughs> Andrew from LA coming in here. Uh, yeah, so um, I don't know how much we got on the docket. This might be kind of like a pretty lean episode, but <clears throat> anyway, what you guys want to get started talking about first? I say we, how about for sake of saving some time for Maddie when he jumps on, we talk about this Transformers bullcrap. Okay, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Stefan, do you want to lead that one? Lead the charge on sure, this? Sure, I guess. I mean, I don't have any particularly strong feelings towards it or against it. It's, a mar- it's amazing how many of those movies are just like fucking, they're just pumping them out quick. Well, they keep making money, and it's right? like they just, just, it's ridiculous. Sure, yeah, I'm sure. Like, there's the yeah, there's a massive fan base for it, which is like crazy to me because it's like like a really expensive, decked out, top of the line garbage can <laughs> as a fan. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Same shit. It's the same hunks of like undiscernible metal wreckage yeah. just around. <laughs> It's Transformers. It's obviously what it is. It's just for sake of getting it out of the way. And you look at the cast, like who even are, you know, it's like, I still thought Shia LaBeouf was in these movies, to be honest. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a Wahlberg who was in a, epi- Mark in the Wall- last one. Right. Yeah. But yeah. It's just like, I mean, I guess it's about the robots, right? That's what they want to make it more about. Anyway, it obviously looks stupid, but <laughs> yeah. Final summation, James, did you see it? Uh, yeah, I just saw the trailer earlier today, and I saw the first three, uh, but didn't see the fourth because at that point, even I was like, "Nope, can't deal with this garbage anymore." <laughs> and seeing and seeing this trailer is just like, I I don't know what they're trying to do with it. It's like, what now? Have they been here like? all the time and we've been fighting with them like i don't understand what's going on and now yeah. optimus prime is evil well granted he's kind of always been kind of evil in all these films like compared to the 80s 90s optimus prime that we watched who was you know heroic leader who would you know do anything to help others and you know sacrifice himself in like almost every film, he has a scene of him like ripping off someone's face. Where even the second one, he's like, "I want your face," and just rips it off. <laughs> Where from coming from Optimus Prime, like, c- calm the fuck down, dude. <laughs> or like, like the third one, the last I saw was like at the very end, he just like point blank executes the two, like Megatron and the other bad guy. Like after they like pleaded for mercy, he's like. Nope, fuck you both. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen any yeah, of Yeah, I was say, I've been missing this. 
<laughs> you just got Johnson interested, dude. <laughs> you, tr you trying to shit on these movies or are you selling them, man? Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. They sell one way or another, so who knows? Maybe it might be another like good Superhouse one to just uh, series to watch through and rip on. Like I know you guys did for Ninja Turtles, right? Yeah, for sure. I'm down. <laughs> did you? See I didn't it, realize it was like the trailer. No. Oh, okay. How, we have, what number are they on now? Like five? This, yeah, this is the fifth one. Jesus. It's Come supposed here. to be, as far as I can tell from the news I've read, it's supposed to be a soft reboot, but... Well, the uh, fourth was supposed know. to be that, but I don't think they went with that at all. It's bullshit, basically. I gotta tell you, I <laughs> thought that this was probably a better trailer than the other ones but that's because the bar yeah. is so fucking low yeah. <laughs> like i i never want to see these movies and i grew up like joey said he liked he-man the most when he was a kid transformers was my shit more than he-man yeah. more than any other 80s more than gi joe any of that shit transformers was my shit same here and yeah. just michael bay continually gets it wrong and there were a few things in the trailer where I'm like, this is a little better than before, but ultimately the feeling when the trailer ends for me, it's just like, it's just more Michael Bay bullshit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I mean, you got fucking Nazis and Knights and it sounds like it could be fun, but it's just, God, man, it's, I just can't take it. And they're, they're throwing in Unicron this time and it seems like they're going to do a, they're planning a revisioning. They're planning the reboot with this one because with Unicron, they're kind of ushering in the 1984 animated movie, right? Mm -hmm. Where yeah. there's a when they introduce Generation Two Autobots and and Decepticons. Is that when the sexy Autobot came along, the pink one? <laughs> RC. <laughs> yeah. She was she was there before, but it was uh. essentially Optimus Prime dies in the '84 one, and then. Hot Rod, Hot Rod becomes Rodimus Prime, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a, a few others that change form. And there was essentially everybody had like a kind of a new look, and they called it Generation Two. And ultimately, it was a way to sell a whole new line of toys, which ultimately super successful. I mean, I was as a kid, I loved all that shit. So, I mean, I, you can kind of see where they're going, and it's cool to see them sort of base it on the '84 one. But then again, you just know Bay's gonna fuck it up. It's he's worse than Snyder, you know, because Snyder at least to me has made a few good ones and has some. He I don't know. He has some artistic integrity. I mean, he made Watchmen and Three Hundred, right? Yeah. But yeah. Bay Bay has made other for me other than Bad Boys One, he's made nothing good. Well, The Rock was. The Rock. Oh yeah. Decent, decent, but not as good as Bad Boys One for me personally. Yeah, Bad Boys One was so good. I mean, Bad Boys One is so quotable, and Two is just. Eh. <laughs> so what? What is the deal on this new movie? You said Nazis and knights and shit. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins is like the age-old battle of math versus metal or some shit oh, yeah. like when did that happen what did everybody know yeah, right. about this war between robots yeah the plot wasn't really laid out in the trailer just like <laughs> i wonder why well, that is. granted there usually isn't really much of a plot yeah. in any of them but yeah. you know and this are quick images of like 
you know, World War II Nazis. Well, not Nazis, but like the drapery and stuff over some buildings, and then like some giant sword and stuff uh, showing. Like, since it's called what the Last Knight, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. it's looking like oh, there's actually on Earth been like you know they show flying three-headed dragon transformers and stuff like that, like just flying all over earth as if like they've been here this whole time and we've had a history with them. So I don't know, um, even though like, yeah, as uh, Andrew said, it looks to be like a soft reboot of this, but um, no idea what's really going on. <laughs> Johnson, you should check out this abortion of a trailer, man. It's, I it's, will, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's something. dude. How is that yeah. not the first episode of trailer trash yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh let's explain that for for the listener here uh we're gonna have a new segment hopefully next week oh, my bad. called trailer trash in which maddie trashes trailers basically <laughs> <laughs> it could be your favorite movie it could be this movie that most people will hate but will probably see in the theater and yeah. fuck you because you keep giving them money <laughs> It's like but, it's like me with the Fast and the Furious movies. I'm like, why do I do this to myself? I've seen all of them, just about. I hate them. In the theater, dude. I've seen almost every Fast and the Furious movie in the fucking theater, and I hate all of them. <laughs> why do I do this? The best one is Tokyo Drift. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, I, I, that coming from me, I'd say no. It's not. <laughs> It's, like, it's one of the worst ones. Yes. I haven't seen the Fast and the Furious 8 trailer, which came out, what, this morning as of the recording of this podcast? Jesus Christ. I can't I've even keep up with those. Seen a single one. Yeah, yeah it, they just, they're yeah. just... I've never seen a single frame. You haven't seen any <laughs> Fast and the Furious movie? No, I've never seen a single one of them. I've, I've actually really seen really... most of them, uh, except for the <laughs> only bits of the second one. Haven't seen the fourth or the latest that's been out. But, you know, after like the fifth one, like they just went, you know, fuck it. It's no longer about really underground street racing. It's just action films, but with cars. Yeah. Are yeah. they like spies or something now? Pretty much. It's like superheroes yeah. that drive cars, yeah. <laughs> which yeah. they just went because they just went whole hog into it and just went fuck it it's gonna be stupid we're gonna have a giant ch chase scene with an airplane on a tarmac that's apparently like 47 miles long oh yeah i remember that <laughs> it's like because they just have this fuck it attitude i'm just like yeah they're enjoyable i, I like yeah. enjoy checking them out Your ones are probably a lot better than the yeah. first handful right yeah the it, first that, one tried to be I, like a, a film about you know, an undercover cop trying to get in on, on mm. these street gangs and stuff, but it's just like immediately after they're just like fuck it. <laughs> beat for beat, yeah. apparently it's it's beat for beat the same as Point Break, the first. Yeah, one. yeah. They put the Point Point Break into this uh, into a frame of of uh, undercar street racing, and it's like almost exactly the same. Yeah, <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer for the very first one and be like, nope. <laughs> I will agree with James. They they do get a little better in the sense that they're just bigger action films and they're just, they're just so silly. I just yeah. I can never care about the characters. Not a single one out of that big cast. 
I don't give a flying fuck. I hope they all die. <laughs> yeah. God damn. God damn. I do not care about any of those motherfuckers. Yeah. I, I, I like, uh, what's her face? Who, uh, chick. Rodriguez? I like Michelle Rodriguez, but the other one, uh, uh, uh... You're losing me. You're losing me. So, uh, <laughs> the one who became Wonder Woman? Gal Gadot? Gadot? No, the other one. She was in... I lost my train of thought. <laughs> How are you guys doing? I think I know who you're talking about, but I don't know her name either. What the fuck is her name? Oh, well. I don't know. So she's it, forgettable. So whatever. <laughs> apparently, yeah. I was thinking. Of. You know what though? These two conversations back to back. I was just thinking, <laughs> what if Fast and the Furious meets the Transformers and they're like racing <laughs> in I, Bumblebee uh, and they, shit? As long as I don't get Michael Bay directed, it might be enjoyable. <laughs> it might be, dude. That's two humongous franchises, and they do both dude, have cars they, in them. Mm-hmm. How have they not gotten James Wan to even? Who's the fucking director of uh, the Furious films? Didn't he direct it? Or it he directed like seven or something like. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's been a couple of different yeah. directors, but he directed one of them, the most recent one. Right, right, right. That one, uh, <clears throat> I think six. Six had that fucking long ass uh, ending scene where they're uh, this plane's trying to take off, yeah. and it's like the longest runway of all time. <laughs> Yeah, I just yeah. mentioned that. It's like, I forget the exact <laughs> math on it, but it's just like how long they were going and how fast they were. This had to be like, you know, at least 50 miles. Yeah, it was forever, dude. It was unbelievable. It's one of those huge <laughs> Russian, like, big ass jumbo jets, too. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need 50 miles to take no, off. No, no, it does not. <laughs> The Rock was in that one. He's in. He's been the yeah, latest he, ones. He's yeah, he's so basically been enjoyable. in since five. Yeah, so. he's the best part, I think. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway, uh, sorry I brought that up. That was not the docket, <laughs> but we were talking about that in our little uh, chat. Obvious. Okay, I just watched that trailer. Mm-hmm. Well, f- uh, which one? Uh, Transformers. Oh yeah, J- Johnson, you should you should watch that now, and we'll. I did. I just did. Oh, you did. Uh, what you yeah, think, man? Yeah. What'd you think? I thought they did Unicron already. They didn't. I don't think they have. Mm-hmm. Have they? Not that I know of. Like, it, I didn't see the fourth uh, one, so I have no idea what they did in that. But yeah, it wasn't Unicron, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, like like you said, it's it's just like you can't even tell what the hell's moving around. It's just a bunch of metal parts and a giant <laughs> ball. <laughs> It's like, you want to fight? Yeah, I want to fight. Let's fight. And it's like, clang. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Did you guys ever think that the, the design in these films They're horrible. the robots, it's, horrible. So, it's too complicated? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I know, we, yeah. I know we grew up watching a fucking cartoon where it had to be really simply drawn, but, yeah. I mean, put the windshield over, some, over the pieces, or I don't know, dude, just like make it smoother i don't need to see every fucking gear plus it'll save you time in the animation department make this shit fucking simpler looking (laughs) yeah Yeah. loftus prime doesn't need a fucking mouth yeah Yeah. he he always had that fucking flapping thing or whatever like just just do (laughs) that save save some fucking budget in the animation department god (laughs) yeah Yeah, fucking nuts yeah yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, why was Optimus Prime floating around near Jupiter? 
What was that, that that actually Johnson is probably a hint at a role reversal wherein the eighty four animated movie Megatron Oh yeah, Unicron, right? Megatron Unicron. Trans transforms him into Galvatron. Maybe Unicron uh, will change Optimus Prime into something. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That well, was Orson Welles' last movie, dude, as a voice of Unicron. <laughs> I remember the line he said, he's like, Your position is quite dubious. <laughs> they use like big words for a cartoon, man. <laughs> dubious. As a kid, I was like, that's awesome. <laughs> the Sega Dubious. New Nintendo Dubious. <laughs> I'll whip out your optics. They got fucking brutal in that fight, dude. The 84 Transformers is the fucking shit, bro. It was great, yeah, yeah. You who have no mercy, now beg for it. <laughs> Which is Optimus Prime to Megatron before he Megatron kills him, and that's a quote from fucking Shakespeare. Nice. You should quote more. <laughs> Just recite the entire film for us. This is great. Every time I look into one of these monitors, Prime, my circuits sizzle. When are we gonna start busting the septa chops? <laughs> yeah. I think I might be out for now. But I hope Anthony Hopkins has that line in this one. <laughs> we gonna start busting the septa chops. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be the best. Thing. I would, I would go to the movie three times to see that shit. <laughs> I could see like the whole nerdosphere on the internet being like, <laughs> Anthony Hopkins says, "Deceptive chops." Go see it now. <laughs> oh man. Oh, dude. I think I got that. I saw the movie when I was like real little, like six years old, and then didn't see it for years until I was like 15, 16. So I was in high school, and I think I, I got like the first re-release of the VHS, I think, mm -hmm. and I reacquainted myself, and I was like, damn, this movie was amazing. Yeah, it was cool when they're like inside him and like destroying everything. That was awesome. <laughs> Wait, inside I've never here. actually I've never inside seen... Unicron, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit was yeah. sweet. Yeah, there's that fucking uh, Weird Al segment too, if you recall. Oh yeah, he was like a robot, yeah. right? <laughs> it was a, it, yeah, he was a robot. There was like a Weird Al like little musical number. <laughs> These robots learned everything from TV, and they, you talk TV, <laughs> yeah. we talk TV. <clears throat> I love Weird Al. Yeah, he's not bad. I like him. He's all right. If he if he he needs to be in the new Transformers. We need to just read <laughs> his the entire shit. score. For <laughs> movies in the whole world is UHF. His we will movie. take two genres we all hate and put them together and make something amazing. <laughs> I'm talking, dude. What if they even get like you know? There's like air racers, dudes that race jets. Get mm -hmm. get the get like the, those dudes to race. The like Starscream and whatever the fucking flying uh, Autobot was. I'm kind of talking out my ass right now, but mm -hmm. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. guys. they got like drone races now. You could make one that looks like a transformer. True, true. Fly it around. Oh More man. More than the eye. Um. All right. So that was fun. <laughs> Everybody saw yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming, I, I assume. 
This is probably the big one for this week, right? <clears throat> yeah. There's also Warfare Planet of the Apes came out. Oh, oh shit, we... I saw that shit too, but let's let's uh, do uh, Homecoming first. James, take it away. So, I liked it. Uh, like, they definitely, in the first opening scene, definitely got uh, the feel of Spider-Man with his humor and fight style. Just that whole, like, coming across the, you know, guys in the Avengers mass trying to rip off an ATM. And that was just great. <laughs> him just standing there, like, you see him too kind of set up to, like, just lean against the wall. Like, just waiting for a moment for him for them to notice him, which I really liked. And I especially like the look of Vulture that they have now. With, yeah, man, yeah. Since he used to always just be, like, uh, a super old guy with, uh, like, his face exposed, but it looked like just a normal animal suit, where this is, you know, very high-tech, similar to Falcon. But, like, I just love the, like, little beady eyes on uh, his uh, helmet. And probably the one thing that I'm a little worried about is, like, how in this trailer they had just so much of Tony Stark, where it's, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, I understand he's, like, trying to uh, be, like, a mentor to him, but yet I think because this is still Sony and it's um, just Marvel putting in a lot of input on the stuff, Sony's now like, hey, look, guys, look, we're part of the MCU. Like, see, Tony Stark's here, Iron Man's here. And so they're constantly shoving him in to the trailer to get people enticed. When it's like Spider-Man is a bigger character than uh, Iron Man, and he should be like there on his own. So hopefully he's not in the movie too much, like just in mostly those scenes that they have. But that's my only uh, worry about it. But overall, I'm definitely excited to you know check it out. I think that that might be a move to just be like, hey, this is not. Hey, uh, not uh, casual Marvel fans. This is not Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. Yeah, uh, we're just going to reinforce that fact. Um, we're going to sh we're going to shove <laughs> Iron Man in here in the trailer, and I agree with you. I hope he's not like throughout the fucking movie. But um, I got to say, I thought it was a great, great trailer. I did mm -hmm. think it kind of felt like it was biting off DC, and I don't know who did that idea first with the mass on the villains, because the doesn't the Joker Squad has. <clears throat> Batman masks on in Suicide Squad. And that's a shitty movie. Who gives a fuck? But still, it's in there. And I was thinking that, but didn't ruin it, of course. And that last shot of them flying together, bro, that really, like, sealed the deal. Like, that... <clears throat> I know I know. we said we don't want too much Iron Man in there, but I thought that was really cool. Um, and I'm, I hope that we see, like, his friends in high school and the and the fact that they're... I don't know them them being all being set in high school and they're gonna stay in high school and not go immediately into college and shit. It's just it's just they're I think they're gonna do a really good job with it. What do you think, Stefan? Um, I really like the Stephen? trailer. I was knocking it on our yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Oh. <clears throat> okay. Um, sorry, my mute was all acting funny. <laughs> um, I really liked the trailer. I was skeptical of a few things that I mentioned in our message thing about like the thing with the masks and stuff. There are a few jokes I just thought were like super corny, but I said the same shit about civil war and it turned out to be like nice, well-placed, 
uh, comedy and stuff. And I think he's awesome. That kid is great. Mm-hmm. That you get with him. I love when that Zendaya chick, or whatever character she plays, is is like, "You guys are losers," or whatever. And just his reaction in that moment is so good. Uh, I think the suit looks cool. It'll be cool to see the upgrades and how they play in the spidey wings that they have, yeah, which is cool wings. to see on film. But I'm like, that that's like I remember reading about that a, a little while before, and I'm like, is that a little too much? Are they making him too? Is he gonna fly now? Is Spider Man gonna fly? You know, like. All those worries started to pop up, but I, you know, I remember feeling the same way about Batman when he was gliding in the Dark Knight. That it wasn't going to be all like grappling gun or whatever, and that turned out to be really great. They're not going to make him fly, dude. I just, I think it's just like right, a yeah, like a, nod like to a, design that doesn't really like have much and... function. <laughs> well, Tony gives it to him as an upgrade. I bet you it'll be like you know, like a flying squirrel or something. He can like dip in certain things or we'll see but yeah it looks really cool um i was weary about the iron man stuff like you guys were saying for sure michael keaton holy shit i can't wait to see him i hope he just like he just i mean he always does he's awesome but even just the line this the sincerity of his like delivery when he's just like, if you fuck with me, I'll kill all your family and everything. Like he was just, is just like the delivery, just hearing the audio clip with him. I was like, I'm so excited to see him play the vulture and see him battle it out. Oh yeah. 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 I feel like they, uh, they got like all those CG scenes out of the way and then finally mm-hmm. cast somebody for the non CG scenes. <laughs> for sure. Maybe there'll be some floating head shit where he takes the helmet off and it's like, no, it's actually me inside of this animation. Yeah. But it looks fun. And I keep, I, you know, at first I wanted to be like, meh, like not super impressed or whatever, but Civil War and they're doing the best job with these, like, um, with these large continuities and large grouping of characters and stuff. So, so. I feel like it's, it's, Go ahead. I, I love. I fucking love Spider-Man. So do you, do you think that he's going to be somewhere else? Like it's Tony Stark. He seems to be helping out him, helping him out a lot, right? Do you yeah. think that he'll be called to do something Avengers-wise that'll hint? You know, of course, hint at Infinity War, and he can't help I, Spidey. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah, I wonder how like where the motivations are because I, I I read something that seemed like there's a scene. In, in the movie where Vulture is like when you probably when he's first introduced, um, it takes place in DC and actually Spider Man goes and happens in DC or something like that. It's like a little snippet rumor I read, but it was like after the post after the trailer came out, people were trying to figure out what was what. Um, so I wonder if that Avengers thing where where Tony's like, yo, we need you out here in D.C., some weird shit's going on, and it all ends up connecting back in New York somehow or whatever. Hmm. And I, I would have, I have no idea why he'd be in, why he'd be in D.C., but... Yeah, well, know. they do Spidey's have him climbing up the, uh, the Washington Monument. Though, oh, so. yeah, that's right, that's right. So it's like, there's that, and one thing that was also brought up, too, is the fact that, you know, in the universe, there's this... Sokovia Accords, where, you know, because of 
Civil War, you're not supposed to be uh, like superheroing on your own out there. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see. Uh, it seems like Spidey's actually going against it. That's probably why, like, he kept saying, like, don't go out there. Other people deal with this. But it seems like he could be almost breaking off from that. So it'd be interesting if they like bring that up. Yeah, him being like a kid and having like the full face mask, that's definitely something that is applicable. I mean, he, he has like an even bigger part in the comic, right? Yeah, like in the original Civil War comic, like he, that was when he finally revealed himself yeah. to be Peter Parker. And Civil War is in the Ultimates universe, correct? He revealed himself? Yeah, in the original comic, like... No one knew yeah. that Peter Parker was Spider-Man, but he finally had a huge press conference. And I'll be yeah. like, there's some spider dick. <laughs> Cue spider <laughs> sense tingling joke. <laughs> Stefan, stop thinking yeah. about dicks. <laughs> the occupation with fictional characters, genitalia. Yeah, you do, man. Every fucking time, dude. Uh, <laughs> sexual. You're uh, now that it's yeah, you're something coming around socially. <laughs> Johnson, did you see condition. it? Yeah, yeah, it's hot. You're like eh, I've been fucking what? iPod since I was sixteen, uh, but now, yeah. now they're gonna have these sex robots. Hey, hey, Stefan, be quiet. <laughs> Johnson's giving us his spiel. <laughs> yeah, there's like two conversations. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I don't know. The Spider-Man was never like my main guy. I don't know. Maybe I'm where Stefan was at first with this. I'm <clears throat> kind of different at the moment. Yeah, he's uh, definitely like, as far as superheroes go, he's he's for an even younger crowd. Yeah. Where, whereas, like you know, Batman or Iron Man or somebody like that's maybe for a little bit older audience, but. I mean, as far as a Spider-Man movie goes, I think it'll be really good. He's not my favorite character either. Mm. Um, I just haven't really liked any of them, to be honest. I haven't loved any of them, put it that way. I haven't, yeah, I think that the one that I think, the one that's the best is probably uh, the second one, with the Tobey Maguire one. So which one was that? That's the Doc Ock one. Uh, yeah, even that, I was kind of like, yeah. I, and I actually like the first reboot one. <clears throat> Everybody takes a big shit on that one, but I think it was fine. It was a little bit too dark for a Spider-Man film, but yeah, uh, I don't know. It was it was fine. Yeah, that those one, were probably the better of the bunch. Oh, for you? <laughs> I would say, yeah. Yeah, I, I, it was kind of a dark Nike approach to Spider-Man, and yeah. the Aunt May or Uncle Ben dying scene, I think. Is actually better in the reboot than in the first one. Oh yeah, that's Martin Sheen. Yeah, and yeah. but and you know what? That dark uh, tone might have been pretty good if they if they did Venom. Yeah. You know, or Carnage, or yeah. you know what I mean? Like, just if you're going dark, just do it that way. Just you know, you got a <laughs> super dark villain. You got the most badass villain Spider-Man's ever had, and. Morbius. <laughs> he was in Spider-Man Three, which sucked. You fucked it up. Yeah, it was so bad. <laughs> God, it, I'm still waiting on on the best Venom of all time. I mean, <laughs> God, it just that shit sure kills me because Spider Man. I mean, Venom is cooler than Spider Man. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> ah, 
It's you just, give it the fucking Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just it was just terrible. Yeah, um, yeah I could never buy Tobey Maguire. I don't know. He just never sat well with me. He's too old. He was too old by the time they were yeah. making him. I mean, it was the Tom Holland thing. It's it's just a lot better all the way around, right? Yeah. I mean, he was fucking like, how old was he? 38 playing a high schooler? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. Let's, let's, let's. Was he really 38? <laughs> He was he was old oh, enough. He was old though. He might have been late twenties, but still, dude. But also, is this sort yeah. of uh, Michael Keaton reprising his role as Birdman in a way? I think it's just <laughs> inspired by. I don't think that it's an actual. No, I know, I know. Yeah. Vulture is an interesting villain because it's not he all about um, trying to restore his youth. Well, he like sucks people's life force, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Johnson, do we both know this, not from the comics, but from the cartoon on Fox? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It would be really cool to see Spider-Man, any of the villains that he's had. Well, I guess Green Goblin, but it would just be cool to see those those big wing, like, you know, Hawk versus Spider kind of fucking, or Falcon versus Spider images, you know, in the middle of the city at those two battling it out and maneuvering the different ways that they do while in air fighting, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Enter that with uh, Green Goblin, but even Green Goblin's just on like a rocket basically, you know, like the Vulture's Dude. got his whole, you know, it's like it's just cool imagery. I'm so glad they're not doing Green Goblin or Hobgoblin again. I just think those are so fucking played out. For them to do Vulture, it's like, all right, finally, we're getting somewhere. Well, we're also going to be getting, like, possibly a bunch of the other Sinister Six guys. Like, Shocker's going to be in there. Yeah. What up? Yeah. <laughs> like, in the international trailer, they show, like, a bit more action and less of the high school stuff. And someone notices there's, uh, yeah, the Shocker in there and the Tinker. Uh, like supposedly the rumor is like the tinker is like creating all these like suits like all the weird purple like energy stuff he's giving out to these guys to basically you know go cause chaos and stuff like that and even um uh don uh don glover uh who's in there they have like there's a frame of him there supposedly standing next to him so he he's probably gonna be some bad guy as well really yeah, yeah, that's they're, interesting. They're betting the cast with like a lot of like minor villains and stuff. Kind of. I gotta tell you, that's that shit never really intrigued me that much. Whenever the, like all the villains team up, <laughs> it's like yeah, like yeah, they were trying to make a Sinister Six movie for a long time. It's interesting that a fucking Suicide Squad movie came out. Yeah, uh, well, I bet you they were just trying to. You're following the villains in that movie, so that is different. But like the Flash does this a lot, where he fights his whole rogues gallery at at once. <laughs> And, I mean, even in Batman, I don't care if the Joker teams up with the Penguin. I don't give a fuck. I want, I kind of <laughs> like the one-on-one -on -one battle, usually. I might eat my words, maybe. I mean, MCU has been better than usual, so I'm sure there's a good story out there, but I'm generally not, I don't know, I'm not super into the all the villains teaming up on the, on the good guy. Well, it could just be, like, you see, like, these people starting to pop up here and there, and, like, I still think Vulture is, like, the main... Um, but like there could be just a scene where he's dealing with you know the shocker because 
he's starting to notice like this tech gang out there, like when he deals with the bank robbers at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene is that scene was pretty good overall. Yeah. I mean, I think we're in for like a really, his, really good movie. Like his voice is too muffled. His voice. Yeah, I feel like oh, his voice, his... like just the audio quality of it, is like too muffled in the trailer. I hope. Uh, I didn't feel that too... way. Did you watch it on your phone or something? <laughs> um, it's easy. I mean, yeah, they definitely has like the sounded... under the mask talking. Yeah, it sounded like yeah, it's like yeah, we get it. Sounds I don't know, it's not like a huge. Are they going to explain the the moving <laughs> eyes thing? Or well, they that... already did in Civil War. How is like almost like camera lenses on the eyes. They said something about that in that movie? Yeah, in, in Civil War, like the his eye the eye stuff there was like to help him focus and stuff and like there were mechanical eyes. It's oh, dark right, because he's moving so yeah. fast and like Yeah. God, I saw the movie twice in the theater and I didn't even catch that once. <laughs> it was pretty convoluted. There was a lot going on. It was it was a lot going on, but it pretty much held it together, though. I feel like. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, better Civil than War. Movies, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it put Avengers two to fucking shame. <clears throat> yeah, totally. Joss Whedon, who the fuck? Yeah, he did a good job with Avengers one, though. That was a fucking undertaking, man. Mm -hmm. Undertaker. <laughs> Undertaker. Um. Yeah. So. Uh, What's next? Uh, all right, this is the last Super House before Rogue One comes out, everybody. So uh, mm. right now, I think you're the resident Star Wars fanatic since Maddie's not here. I know we all like it, but you and Maddie are like, you know. Who? Uh, Stefan. Stefan ah. and Maddie are like the super Star Wars fans. So um, any final thoughts before this shit comes out, bro? I'm just going to go in and keep my hopes up high, but not too many expectations, avoiding as much ad. No, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I've seen all the yeah. trailers. Um, I'm super excited. It's hard to believe that it's just this next week. Right. Yeah. Um, You're fucked, bro. If I do that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. I know. All right. <laughs> but... One. It's a big one. Anytime, you know, maybe not for so many people, but fans for sure. And I'm like trying to think, like, man, who should I go with? Should I go to buy myself? Should I buy two tickets? See what happens? Should I go with a good friend? Like, what do I do? So, to you should, see how it all you unfolds. Should invite one of those chicks you hit on randomly at work, bro. Yeah, I think I might have. To, yeah. <laughs> but you like Star Wars? I got two tickets. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Um, Would you like to see Star Wars with your boy? I don't think I think we're living in an age where where nobody's gonna be like no nerd. I think we're I think everybody's like past that for some reason. Yeah, for, sure. for the most part. Yeah, I read especially some if you stuff already got him bought. If you already got a what? Especially if you already got him bought, you'll probably be good to go. Right? Yeah, man. I, I got a car. I'm gonna just buy the tickets. I'll be set. Like, just you should, open bro. the. Door, be like, jump in, let's go, let's Somebody go. Fly out of your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm crazy. Um, yeah. So, James, I hope it's. I'm, I'm, I feel like it's gonna be good, but I hope it's great. Oh yeah, for sure. 
Well, yeah, every every movie yeah. you, you see, you want that to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've uh, been set. <laughs> Sorry, Stefan. Go, go yeah. ahead, James. Yeah, well, I feel kind of the same way as Stefan since I'm definitely looking forward to it and haven't really seen any other commercials or trailers since the first one. Like, I've heard, like, little bits here and there, but trying to keep that down to a minimum so I can go in as, uh, you know, fresh as possible. Like, right. most I heard, yeah. like, yesterday was their uh, L.A. Uh, red carpet premiere, and I've heard good things about it, but I'm just, like, still not trying to hear one way or another too much. Uh, I got yeah. my tickets for Thursday night already, IMAX 3D, so that'll be fun. Then I get to go again the next day because of work. Right. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Oh my God. Buy tickets right now. Yeah, man, I think this could honestly be movie of the year. <laughs> wow, high praise from Johnson. <laughs> I hope. I mean, it looks it looks like they're hitting all the marks, man. And it's you know it's Star Wars, but it's outside the main mythos. So I'm excited. Probably one of those not starring in Ewok. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, no, it, it looks Dark seriously fuck. legit. And I mean, really, this year, I don't know. For me, honestly, this year has not been stellar movie wise. Yeah, nope. I haven't been blown away. Yep, that's right. Yep. I think it's going to be... Uh, <clears throat> my prediction is probably going to be better than Force Awakens. <laughs> I think uh, so, yeah. It's looking that way, right? And it looks yeah. darker. They said there's no sequel planned. Of course, everybody says the sequel is... Yeah, New Hope. A New Hope, of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course, but I think... Look, if they wanted to, they could squeeze one more in between those two, but... Uh, or maybe they could like explain when the second Death Star was being built. Finally yeah. put um, that whole debate to rest. Exactly. <laughs> I think, But I think it's going to be the darkest one, dude. Oh, yeah. 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 Kevin Smith said... And get, look, again, this is Kevin Smith. He goes nuts. He says he exaggerates a lot, but he said this one was as good as Empire, dude. Ooh. So, <clears throat> I don't think Sounds he said like that about Force Awakens either. So, uh, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see you on uh, Thursday and Friday. Yeah, it looks awesome. yeah. Ah. yeah, there's nothing in the trailer that I'm like, ah, that looks off. It all, it all looks good. New Darth Vader scenes too, man. Yeah, man. I mean, that's gonna be something to look forward to, dude. Yeah. I hope he's scary as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, it's exciting! It's it's here. It's like well, it's just a week away. Mm-hmm. I'm probably gonna see it again with my family when I go back uh, to Atlanta. Yeah. Too. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I saw Force like, Awakens multiple together. Viewing. Yeah, my uh, my parents like uh. Star Wars okay. I mean, they're not rushing to see it. They wouldn't see it if I wasn't trying to get everybody together. But they'll uh, they like it when when they do see it. What are they into? <laughs> Good question. My dad is the biggest Seinfeld fan of all time. Seinfeld. Yeah, my dad watches Seinfeld every every fucking day. 
<laughs> And my mom likes Seinfeld okay, but uh, Was your whole family she, unit built around Seinfeld? yeah, kind of. My 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 mom likes Frasier. <laughs> I'm We're talking about movies and music, right? Movies and TV and shit. My mom likes Frasier somewhat, not like as much as my dad likes Seinfeld. My dad's a huge Seinfeld fan, bro. He can quote all of them. Yeah, yeah. And here's the thing, I've never seen any of them really. I've never seen, I've only seen like two or three episodes, tops. Of Seinfeld? Yeah. How do you even do that? Because I don't, I here's a, here's an even bigger mind blower, <laughs> I don't really watch sitcoms. okay. Well, I've you only can seen a stumble couple over sitcoms. like five a day just randomly Yeah, right? watching TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I haven't seen, I haven't had cable since I was 18. And growing up, I did I did not watch sitcoms. I watched genre shit, I guess. Like, I don't know. X-Files, Ninja, well, Ninja Turtles, of course, when I was a kid. But uh, X-Files and um, Star Trek and shit like that. I wasn't into, like, that fucking canned laughter shit. I just can't. I don't know. Down, bro. I can't. I just cannot do it, dude. I, I tried to watch Big Bang Theory because it's, like, it's, it's set in a nerdy... atmosphere and I live in Pasadena I live where they're supposed to be living I can't I could not do it I, I watched it on the plane god damn it Yeah. I could not fucking get through that shit bro I I mean, just that's different. That's a different, you know. I mean plus like I love Seinfeld. Seinfeld Yeah. I can sort of deal with and Frasier I can kind of deal with because the humor gets a little smart sometimes but it's just I don't know dude I just never liked that Three camera bullshit. It just, I don't know, it kills me. Yeah. Tell him. I watched a little bit of Married with Children when I was a kid. I remember liking that one a lot. That's, the, in my memory, that's the one I've liked the most, but I haven't watched that in like 20 years probably. <clears throat> and I've never been like somebody that like rests on a channel. Like, I think I was a, what you call it, I was like an internet. watching person before the internet was even out like Yeah. I was Or how is that possible? <laughs> in the sense that I knew when my shit was on and I watched that and I did not channel flip other than that when Power Rangers went on when I was a kid I would turn that shit on and then I was done or if there was a block like Saturday morning cartoon on Fox I would watch that full block and I'd be fucking done Were you like scheduling with a TV guide? I didn't have a TV guide I guess I don't know how I learned about it, but <laughs> never watched TV. I never had TV guide, but I, I literally, I never really was a channel flipper. So <clears throat> I've never, to this day, I've never seen a show. I've never seen a um, TV movie because I don't know who the fuck has two hours to lay to the side and is channel flipping. It's like, I guess I'll just watch this for two hours with commercials. Like, who the fuck does that? Dude, I've you never missed done that out in my on life. some Hallmark mysteries, dude. I've never seen that shit. <laughs> I, dude, I've never, I've never watched a TV movie. I feel like. it was always about some woman who was killed by her husband. That was every, it was every mystery. Did you watch a lot of those, Johnson? I just, you know, I, I flipped. I was a big channel flipper, so I would <laughs> just get caught on things here and there. And, yeah. yeah. I love infomercials. Yeah. And like You're daytime joking, right? TV commercials. No, there's like, it's just like a weird, it's like what Rick and Morty, like how they, when they do the, the random shit. <laughs> That's not as Like funny, the, though.
it's not as funny, but like you probably see where that's coming from. Just infomercials and like, are you sick and tired of using forks and shit like that? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like dramatizations of like the dumbest people possible. Oh yeah, those are great. Like YouTube compilations of people yeah. that don't know how normal things work. Yeah, I can't. I can't flip an egg. Oh god. <laughs> Commercial and they always have the same expression of like, uh, God, it's like disappointment and like shame. And like yeah. <laughs> Just Aww. pure confusion about how yeah. this works <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, it's like not fucking theoretical not. physics. It's yeah. not you know, you're cracking open an egg. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they have Parkinson's. They're trying to pour water or something. <laughs> Do you have Parkinson's? We have the cure for you. My favorite TV is medical alert bracelet commercials and ambulance chasing warriors. I've fallen and I can't get up. Yeah. I open it's like star wipe to hospital. <laughs> I remember as a kid when I watched the Smurfs on USA, they had like completely different commercials than everywhere else. Did you guys have that did you guys have the commercial on USA where they would be like, Do you like to draw? Yeah. Oh, do, you like yeah. to, do you like to doodle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take you know art, right? Yeah. yeah. Take this art test of like the turtle and Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I remember that shit. And that it was, was the... only on USA, bro. I remember. <laughs> Probably, only yeah. USA. I smoked, I smoked that booklet. I got the certificate. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. I was like, I was like, I like drawing, and my mom was like, Oh, that's a good thing to buy into, and we fucking sent out for it, and I did the whole thing and got the certificate. <laughs> wow, wow that's crazy. I wonder if she still has it. That'd be hilarious. The uh that uh oh dude, fucking um Crossfire that fucking uh, uh, that, that commercial was only on USA, bro, I remember. And really? uh, yeah. And fucking um what you call it? Uh that Marines commercial where the guy's fighting a fucking dragon. Yeah hopping over lava. Oh, yeah. USA had like their special set of commercials, man. Was Wasn't it USA say? that also had that one, like that old guy, and he's like diabetes? Yeah, <laughs> Wilford yeah. Brimley. Uh, Wilford Brimley. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> diabetes. <laughs> There's a cat that walks around our house that I swear his face looks like Wilford Brimley that we just call him Wilford every time oh, we see I can him. See that. That's you're gonna end up waking up, James. You're gonna end up waking up with him sitting on your chest and <laughs> red. He's just a dark yeah. British. Yeah. 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 No, we usually yeah, see him like uh, from the back window, like walk across our. Uh, Stone fence along the top, we'll, like bang on the window. He looks, and we then we just give him the finger, and then he walks away. <laughs> oh, God, really? He's like, "Well, yeah. that bedroom. You guys are mean to cats. No one that bedroom. Hey, our cat that we have is fine, except he's an asshole terrorist to us. But all the other cats outside are even worse assholes. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> you have the lesser of evil, two evils. Then I guess. Yeah. Wow. All right. See, our cat is nice to you, at least for a certain amount of time before he starts swiping at you and biting at you. At you. <laughs> Dude, I, I heard that, uh, you know, dogs have the pack mentality, so they view you as the alpha leader. Mm -hmm. But cats don't have that. And essentially what research is showing, from what I've heard anyway, is that cats just view you as a bigger cat. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> cool. 
It's like they don't think anything of you. They're you're just like just some so other I'm a cat man? fucking entity. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Like even our cat, uh, Seamus. Originally, like my girlfriend uh, had him for years and mentioned that he always hated guys. Like if a guy walked in the house, he'd get super pissed. But I guess because of my hair and my beard. He does see me as just a big cat and like <laughs> loves the hell out of me, and but also basically uses me to steal my warmth for when he's sleeping. I'll like wake up with him on my chest <laughs> and so That yeah. jackass. I mean, he's cool. <laughs> Whatever, bro. Does Seamus have a last name? Please tell me uh, he has a last name. Nah, just Seamus. 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 All right. So, uh. There's a new X-Men movie. We can gloss over that one if we don't uh, have anything to say about that. But I think it was just announced today. I'm not sure. Like, are they, they start just filming now? or it's scheduled to film in April in Montreal mm. like the other ones have been. It's going to be called New Mutants. That Josh Boone guy? I thought he was doing Legion or some shit. But it's uh, mm. he's not doing that. He's doing this films, And he's uh, that young adult writer, which... Maybe you can shit on that, but that might be good for a younger set of X-Men. Yeah. yeah. It'll be Boone, cool characters, yeah. too, that we haven't seen, really. Uh, Sunspot and Wolfsbane. And yeah, and to Hel- see uh, them... Hannibal and Boomer and shit. To see them in the school, too. You know, exactly. like have right. a, a school drama. I mean, the X-Men, a cat, what, the, the school for gifted youngsters or whatever, that's a, a big thing in the comics, and they, they just kind of like... Well, they showed a little bit, I guess, but they yeah, could... they have, they've yet to delve into like other teams too, and and you know the X Men comics were always big on separating teams, even within the main team. So it'll be their first foray into that kind of idea, which would be Dude, cool. Which actually might help Deadpool out. Maddie's here. Oh shit, Maddie! We're, yeah. we're talking about new mutants. Segway, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maddie. Oh, Matavius. 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 Um, so we were just we just got to talking about the new mutants uh, starting to be filmed in April, and Josh Boone is I think he wrote it. I don't know if he's directing that shit. Who the fuck yeah. is that? <laughs> he's a like a young adult writer. <laughs> what do you but, write? Yeah. What do you write? I don't know, but he's not Brian Singer, so I don't know. He's got that going for him. Yeah, all right. Fair. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm yeah. In. I'm in. You have a point. <laughs> so is this like a reboot, or what? what is going on with this? I think it's going to be part of it, but it's uh, it's uh, just a different team entirely. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh, Johnson's like, I really don't give a shit. <laughs> being described as the seventh film in the X-Men series. So I think it is canon. Is it going to be like X Gen Gen X or whatever? What is it? New oh. Mutants is its own set of. There's a, they have their own thing, their uh. own um, set of mutants. Like uh, Excalibur has their own set of mutants. Uh. Um, of course, less popular, but you know it's something they can make a movie of, and sure. the artwork's not bad. Um, so I'm down. Looks like their leader is a woman too. So there Ladies, you go. Ladies, yay! <laughs> let's go ladies um yeah uh maddie uh before we uh move on to anything else 
Final thoughts for Rogue One before we uh, do this shit this weekend? You know, I was a little nervous. I was like, this could be the Star Wars. It's not it like, because I love Force Awakens. I was like, what if Rogue One is the Star Wars movie I don't like? And I was like, no. everything I see looks great. <laughs> and then I saw Kevin Smith's post. Yeah. And I went, thank God for Kevin Smith. <laughs> because, the hype man. Yeah, I mean, most of the things he likes, I like. Yeah. So, therefore, I cannot wait to see Rogue One and got my ticket. Everyone at work was like, but I want to go with you. I was like, that's fine. But I'm going at this time, at this day. <laughs> and they're like, but, but, but. I was like, listen, I'm going this time, this day. I will see it with you again if we don't get to go this time. And they're like, you're going to see it more than once? I was like, motherfucker, is it a Star Wars film? I'm at least going to see that three times. <laughs> you saw Force Awakens three times in the theater? Yeah. Well, okay, okay, so the first time I saw it, because opening day, then the next time my dad came into town, so I was like, oh, let me treat you. We'll go see Star Wars. He's like, all right. And then the third time, I was trying to go see The Revenant and mix the times up, but I could see four, I could see Force Awakens, and then right <laughs> after that, watched The Revenant, and I was like, and the third time I saw it, I was like, this is it. This is when all the critics are right. I'm going to wa walk into this film and go, fucking, those motherfuckers were right. The fanboy, the, the fanboy inside me got the best of me and i walked in and soon as like poe dameron comes on i was like fuck i love this movie <laughs> <laughs> so uh you yeah. know like i'll see rogue one i'll definitely like my dad is like he was like oh uh your sister's coming and we're gonna see that together i was like oh you don't want to go see rogue one with me he's like i'll go see it with you i was like that's right you will so I'm <laughs> seeing it the second time uh and if it's as good as kevin smith made it out to be it might just be something i need to see a third time just because it might be the only star wars film that we get to see that's because it's going to be a fucking downer, dude. Yeah, it will be. It will so, be. So, like, you know, I, I doubt after this, like, I'm assuming the Han Solo movie will be, like, a lot of, a big, fun, like, action caper movie. You know, yeah. like, because yeah, yeah, we yeah. all know who, like, someone might die, but it's going to be, like, a new character or something, you know, that we're like, eh, well, I'm only here for Han Solo and Donald Glover as Lando, so whatevs, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, but the next uh, Star Wars and the new trilogy could be a fucking downer, too, but, you know. I, I think know. I just feel like this like the 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 overall feel of it doesn't look like it looks like a Star Wars film. It doesn't feel like one, you know. Right. So, um, a little bit darker. I, I, yeah, I'm I'm fucking excited for it. Cannot wait. Like I'm just like it's five days. <laughs> you seen a Thursday five. night or Friday? Oh yeah, dude. Thursday. I, I so I work nine to six. My my show time is seven thirty. I'm literally gonna walk across the street to the theater. Hell yeah. Give me some popcorn and a soda pop. Sit there. Oh yeah. They're like, sir, you're here an hour and thirty minutes early. This first film hasn't even finished. I'm like, I'll be right here. <laughs> I'll pay you. <laughs> I'll pay you the oh, full man. price of that movie that is playing if I can just go in and sit in a cool spot. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, like I'm ready, man. I'm like I fucking love Star Wars. Uh, if I, I've, I'm glad that Disney got the rights and all this shit is happening. Because I honestly, after the prequels, I was like, we will never see another fucking Star Wars movie again. It's over. <laughs> it's like this is all we get, guys, and some kids' cartoons. Which Clone Wars is fucking great. Rebels is fucking great. But I like that big screen, man. I need it. I yeah. Need that big yeah, screen yeah. Star Wars, you know. But I'm excited. It's gonna be great. I don't care what all the haters are saying. I don't even know if anyone's hating. There's like no haters. I don't know, but I, there's someone out there hating. Other than Adam Carolla. <laughs> if no one's hating, I'll start hating. Just because. And then yeah, I'll just go wow. JK. JK. That was JK. Someone, <laughs> someone's got to hate a little, though. 
Yeah, it's gonna be hot, dude. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna walk out of the theater uh, believing in the rebel cause. Oh, yeah. <laughs> might go get a tattoo right oh, after. <laughs> We're the hope of the rebels, dude. We're gonna be like, yeah, motherfucker, fight the empire, resist, the resist, dude. And then that thing he says at the end, like with uh, the end this thing where like seeing Vader, like we've never seen him before. I was like, Kevin, stop it. You're like cock teasing me right now. It is not fair. He said that shit. <laughs> yeah, it's in this little thing about like some of the stuff, like I guess like the last like twenty minutes of that movie or like whatever is supposed to be like. Like he said, it's nothing you've ever seen before. So, I'm uh, like, all right, fuck. Calm, the, calm the fuck down, Kevin Smith. I've seen a lot. <laughs> Why but did I, I choose I Friday night? I might walk out of that movie and go, oh, Kevin Smith was right. I've <laughs> never seen shit like that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, yeah, man, that's going to be fucking great. Andrew, why did we should all be seeing it at the same time? Because I feel like immediately <laughs> after we should have an impromptu. Superhouse podcast, like right now. Oh, shit. Fuck, man. I mean, I could that Saturday, bro, but. <sighs> yeah, I can't. I, I already got tickets for Friday. I'm just gonna have to, dude. I'm staying off of fucking Facebook on on yeah. Friday morning. God damn it! I was at lunch today and I was like scrolling through Facebook and like I didn't click on the ad, but there was an ad, like a little TV spot on Facebook for it. And I was like, I was just sitting there like mesmerized by it. And I was like, I don't really know what the fuck this movie's about, except that they steal some plans for the Death Star. And that's it. And I was like, I love this. I love that I'm going in just like not really knowing like all the characters' names or anything, you know? Because like I feel like if, uh, for like Force Awakens, I was like, I know who this character, this character, and this character is. I know who to expect, and I'm ready for it, you know. But this one, I'm just like, just going in, kind of just watching like the main trailers that have been released. Oh man, why isn't it now? Why can't we just be talking about it now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. This uh the the, the laser time po podcast I listened to they made up a good point they said that when we were kids especially they're about our age uh, yeah. they said that there were, there was a really long time where Star Wars just wasn't cool at all where you go from from Jedi all the way up even to the to the reboots when they did, uh, yeah the prequels and the prequels of course didn't make it cool either yeah so. They, in their in their uh, estimation is that Star Wars actually really did come back into fruition whenever uh, that N sixty four game came out, Shadows of the Empire. Oh yeah, that book was a big deal too. Like uh, when that book was released. Right, and they, they were, dude, there was even like a score. There was like I don't know if it was John yeah. Williams, but it had its own score and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. From what I remember, with Shadows, uh, like that was their big push then they wanted to make this like a big thing they wanted to comics and maybe even a movie based on that but the game just tanked and so it just went nowhere it was for n64 yeah i remember my brother had that i thought that was pretty good i loved it yeah well they like the opening levels uh, is what they base off of rogue squadron and stuff uh, which then got even bigger because of that uh... okay the yeah. whole, you know, battle I, I and guess, I, I guess it yeah, did yeah. become more popular, like, after the fact, like, after the 64 left. Like, I feel like I heard more about that game, not <laughs> during, like, when it was out, like, years later. Yeah. Like, how fun that Star Wars game was. I don't know. I remember the book being a big deal, like, when it was coming out. I remember seeing, like, a commercial for it or something. I was like, a new Star Wars oh, book? I gotta read this shit? <laughs> <laughs> 
And then I bought it and read it, and it was fucking great. And I was like, this needs to be a fucking movie. And the video game, and I was like, I need to has. <laughs> need to has that shit, boy. <laughs> I can't has this. Yeah, that's internet from like 12 years ago or something. Yeah, <laughs> Can you believe that? We've had the internet for so fucking long. <laughs> fucking, um, yeah. It still um, amazes me when people are like, how do I get to this place? And it's like... Motherfucker, your fucking your fucking iPhone is out right now. <laughs> yeah. like, what the, You're like, texting somebody. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I how do you get there? I don't fucking know. Use fucking Google Maps. <laughs> it's like when when people ask what's George Washington's birthday or some bullshit like that. It's like, man, fuck you, bro. <laughs> Just fucking ask Siri. Goddamn it. I would, How many times do you get that a day, Andrew? Not George Washington, but like, just, I don't know, there's some stupid shit sometimes. Like, what's Donald Trump doing? Like, put up Google News, man. Like, I don't know. Stop. Fucking up the world. Yeah. It's, you don't even have to fucking type at this point. Talk to Siri. <laughs> my, my Siri don't work. Really? Yeah, for some reason I can't get that shit to work ever. It'll come in handy when I'm driving too, be like, Siri, find me a lawyer. <laughs> it used to have some dark shit on it they took it out you could say like where can i uh bury a dead body and it would literally give you like places with like big ass ditches and shit like <laughs> rock quarries or some shit like it was oh, wow. nuts it would literally do that well i'm and, glad i've never tried that and if it's <laughs> if it said uh, if you said siri i'm horny it used to give you uh <laughs> uh listings for escorts and shit Wow. Nice. They don't Damn, do that anymore, though. Damn, Siri used to look out for you. Now she ain't. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking nuts. That's going to be first thing on Trump's platform. Bring back that dirty <laughs> Siri talk. Siri, oh, dirty God. talk. I miss. I want to know where to get a hooker at 3 a.m. Siri, I'm horny. That'd be the first thing I agree with him on. I've got a huge erection. <laughs> Speaking of Trump, I saw a uh, father and son with Make America Great Again hats on today, and I went, really? Oh, God. <laughs> I was like, yep. Jesus Christ. They're out there, man. They're out there. You That's see a lot of that in Denver? Party. No, there was this one guy who came in. He's such a fucking troll. Like, he has the body shape and look of, of a troll. And he's just like this regular that we have who just comes in. He likes to stir the pot and get people riled up and, like, make stupid faces at people. He's a little loser. He's a loser, but he came in recently with a Make America Great hat and sat and ate by himself and sat it on the table and shit and just like, nom, 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 Everybody, every single person in the restaurant around him was like, this son of a bitch, this motherfucker. Our buster's like, I'm going to kick his ass. I'm going to fucking wait till he walks out the door and I'm going to confront him. I'm going to beat him up. I was like, damn. That's hilarious. Damn. But not a whole lot of it, but we do have a lot of, like, for lack of a better word, like, yuppie types. I mean, I'm sure pretty much maybe 45 to 50% of my clientele, maybe 55% of the clientele that comes in our restaurant were Trump voters. Well, so, I mean, this <laughs> this kind of shit comes up a lot when you talk about Colorado, but what? why the fuck is everybody so rich in Colorado? Is there fucking oil or what? What's everybody doing over there? There's green oil, baby. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, it was, it, in, the, in the recent years, the boom had a lot to do with legalization of marijuana and also 
you get a lot of people coming here and then they're just like, damn, rent is cheap and weed's legal here. Like, come on, five years later, can't rent a fucking apartment. Oh, uh, really? Cheap, but yeah. I mean, you can, it's not impossible, but the the whole market has changed out here. It turned into weed and real estate. So now you have a lot of these people who I'm referring to as yuppies are straight up marijuana professionals. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, you live in a fucking wacky world right now. To be honest, we're through a fucking kaleidoscope of your goggles or some shit. It's, it's a weird time. But, um, so yeah, you have, essentially, you, there's a good chance that you have a lot of marijuana professionals who are Trump-supporting voters. You know what I mean? Like, it's all about money, man. Hmm, it's all about that money and that good land. It's all about that. Where can we go fracking, son? We got all these fracking equipment. Let's do this. Drill, <laughs> baby, drill. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's all God. about money. Money, money. Hey, Maddie. before we move on to uh, Last Guardian talk, I wanted to... Uh, let's get your opinion on uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, did you guys already talk about it? Yeah. Oh, um, a little bit. You know, uh, I think it looks cool. I think I need a little more from the trailer. Um, I, my fa- the, the funniest thing to me was that one where they're like staring at the girl and the girl's like bunch of creeps. And then he's that reaction that Tom Holland gives. I was like, God, this kid can fucking act. <laughs> like, it just like, was like a, gen- it looked like a genuine, genuine reaction to like that comment, you know, like, I don't know. That was, that was like the favorite, that was like my favorite moment of that trailer. Um, I thought some of the action stuff that they showed, I was like, ah, and then the like whole thing with him, like doing the web thing and holding like the buildings together. I was like, that looks a little a lot like from that Spider-Man two movie. Um, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to see it. I like Spider-Man. I've always enjoyed Spider-Man. I think Tom Holland, Spider-Man will be awesome. I just feel like this is kind of just like a trailer just to be like, Hey, just wait for trailer two. Trailer two is going to be dope. Um, what was missing for you exactly? Uh, I don't know. Like, I don't really know. It just didn't like hit me. Like I wasn't like, oh shit, that movie's gonna be dope. Um, right. I don't know. I, I don't know, man. Like I think it's gonna be a fun movie. I don't think. Like I'm not not gonna see this because of the trailer. Um, but uh, I don't know. It just it seemed really PC and it's not like a good trailer. You know, it's like. There's a lot of stuff you'd seen before too. Like I feel like a lot of the image was Spider-Man shit. We already seen so it's just like oh, it's just like i was more excited to see tom holland out of costume yeah i was like i guess i wanted more of like the the like mixed cast that they like made like i read about and stuff i was like i almost wanted to see that more i didn't really need to see like michael keaton's uh vulture but i'm very excited for him to be in it because well michael keaton's a bad guy he's fucking scary as fuck yeah and, he'll like be, that he'll one good. and that one shot where he's like if you continue blah 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 I was like, oh, fuck, Michael Keaton's like, he's not fucking around as a vulture, which is cool. I'm glad that the vulture isn't like a 90-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the way he's drawn all the time, and I'm like, yeah. uh. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks interesting, uh, because isn't the Shocker supposed to be in it, too? Wasn't there, like, some set yeah. photos of him? Yeah, yeah. I, I, think I, I think I just need a bit more. Um, I think I needed to be a little bit more balanced. I felt like it was a little bit all over the place. Um, just kind of like, oh, here's some flashy imagery. Get ready for Spider-Man Homecoming. And it's like, okay, sure. I was already excited. This doesn't make me any more excited. But I still am excited. Um, I, I sort of get you on that. I think that, that when he's jumping over the helicopter, it's like, it's okay, but it seems like they want to make it out to be like the biggest stunt in the world. And it's just, 
I don't know, maybe where I'm jaded at this point, but it's it's like not that big of a thing. I think the scene with the Avengers mask is, is better in some way because it's just so mm-hmm. different from the other Spider-Man shit we've seen. Yeah. Um, well, one thing about the trailer that I hate that a lot of trailers have been doing lately is now they're having a teaser of the trailer right in front of the trailer you're watching. <laughs> like it has that the jump scene. Like I remember for the Jason Bourne trailer, it showed that punch that was at the end of the trailer, which would have been more effective if you just sat through the whole trailer and saw that. It's like, once again, like giving away these big moments, you're about to watch the fucking trailer. You clicked on to watch the trailer. Why are you showing like, Hey, here's the trailer. Here's a scene from the trailer. It's like, that's like one of the dumbest things and like once again like we kind of talked a little earlier about it too it's like just certain things about the trailer they're just like it's not going to stop me from going to see the film but i felt like it probably could have been done better but also it feels like you know this was once again sony doing all this rather than like marvel had a lot of input on it but if you compare this to say the guardians 2 trailer that came out i feel like the guardians 2 set up the uh how the feel of the trailer a lot better and like had maybe some snappier jokes in there compared to uh this one like the whole uh rocket talking to group scene <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean yeah i, I like i get what you're saying james but guardians of the galaxy is a whole different like ball game because yeah i mean you yeah. got james gunn who's like like he's great at comedy yeah but like i totally agree i hate the thing that's like tomorrow or later tonight here's a teaser trailer for the trailer it's like fuck you man just give me the fucking trailer yeah but now it's even within the trailer they do that that's what super pisses me off i just like it's like just tell me when this trailer is supposed to air and i'll watch it when it's aired like yeah i don't know that shit like i don't know i mean the like i also have not been a big fan of the name of the movie spider-man homecoming i'm just like oh i don't know it just yeah. like it's just like more basing it in like these are kids don't worry like i was just like all right fine whatever fuck it you know i don't know i, I like i said it's not going to make me not go see this movie because i've mm-hmm. enjoyed like i i think the thing that upsets me the most is i didn't get a third andrew garfield spider-man because i enjoyed those spider-man films um for like better or worse like what people think of them i was just like they're i enjoyed andrew garfield as as peter parker as an older peter parker and I was really hoping they would continue that, like, just, like, give us, like, the Sinister Six or whatever they were going to do. And I was like, man, this would be so dope if they do this. And they're like, ah, fuck it, we'll just redo it. And I was like, ah. Electro was just so bad, though, man. I didn't. I don't mind that movie that much, man. Spider-Man 2, I don't mind. I thought the Green Goblin looked way cooler than James Franco did in the other ones. He, yeah, there um, was so much going for it, right? But it just, Electro was the main villain for most of that movie. Yeah. And it just... It was okay. A lot, the internet takes a big shit on those films, and I'm with you. I, I thought they weren't that bad. I think Andrew Garfield compared to Tobey Maguire has been the best, like, Spider-Man. Just because, like, he had jokes, he was funny, you know, I don't know. I, I, I've always enjoyed both those movies, and, like, uh, I, I do agree, Electro, like, the way he looks and stuff, I didn't, was not a huge fan of, and they could have picked a better villain, yes, but I was like, ah, at least it's better than Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah so, that's the, that is know. the worst one and I, I just feel like that like when you when spider-man 2 ends it, it ends on a note that's like get ready for a third film and i just feel it just makes me so mad i was like you couldn't have given me that third andrew garfield like spider-man movie we all like I, at least i want so 
But I, not to say, I think Tom Holland's great. I loved him in Civil War. I think he's going to be great in this. I think even like with his friends and I think it's going to be cool to see him with a gang of friends. Yes. And like, cause yes. one of the things I liked about like the cartoon, the nineties cartoon was that he was always like hanging out with flash and all around these people. And it was always, you know, there's always that kind of da- dynamic, like that high school dynamic and stuff. And I feel like that's kind of been missing because you've had an older Spider-Man most of the time. So it'll be fun for him trying to keep it from his friends or when his friends find out about it. Like that'll be fun. Cause you, you like if like one of you guys was like, "Oh, Maddie, just so you know, I'm fucking Spider-Man." I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> First of all, we are swinging from something right now. Hold me. <laughs> you know, like like it just. It, I, I don't doubt that's gonna happen. I just think it. I think that aspect of it is like what's drawing me to this film is like his friends, the friendships he's gonna have, and just like that stuff being like as long as they can make that seem real, like a little like a high schooler gets superpowers and they can contain that through the whole like homecoming movie. I think that's sort of like make me love this movie. And I just didn't see any of that in the trailer. So, I mean, but whatever, man, it's just a, it's a shitty trailer. Oh man. I think I'm the, I liked this trailer the most out of everybody. I thought it was, I was pretty down for the most part. I don't know. I, I don't I, have much bad to say about it. Like I said, though, it's not like Marvel has my money for the next until I'm dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, it's like, wait, what Marvel movie's coming out? I've never heard of this. Fuck it, I'll go see it. Here's my fourteen dollars. You know? I mean, I, I think it. because of that that Fox cartoon, it, it it was always airing somewhat near the X Men cartoon. Same channel, you know? Yeah. So I was I got really familiar with Spider Man even though he wasn't my favorite and like his rogues gallery is <clears throat> You know, I'm really familiar with his villains more than uh, probably most most superheroes just because of that cartoon. Yeah. But god damn, they didn't make a good Venom movie eventually, man. Dude, uh, that what's the guy who did Hamilton? What's the guy's name? Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah. Yeah. When he said he was like, "I'd like to be Carnage," I was like, "You guys need to fucking make this movie right now." <laughs> He's such a Maximum nice looking Carnage dude. Fucking... Maximum <laughs> Carnage the movie. Holy shit, dude. That would be it. You'd all, all you'd have to do is have a teaser that said Maximum Carnage the movie. Not show me <laughs> anything from it. Take my money now. Just take it. I want I mean, to see it. Dude, Just because I that, love like that shit was so dope. That shit ruled <laughs> the fucking nineties, the fucking Venom and Carnage stories. Dude, I, I hope that's what maybe they're gonna maybe do with uh, this new Spider Man, maybe go in that direction. Oh, I got the I got the idea right now. They hook it up uh, fucking Guardians two somehow. Oh, they bring uh, the that fucking shit to Earth. The symbiote <sighs> motherfucking gets somewhere and, you know, gets to Earth somewhere via the Guardians. Dude. Or Thor, whatever. You the know cosmic who? cosmic shit. I'm just going to say this. Baby Groot looks a little mischievous. symbiote. <laughs> <Maybe laughs> yeah. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> fucking uh, Groot got, got the symbiote in uh, the Guardians uh, comic. I was wondering. I was like, that'd be a really cool thing to see, like... Cause I like I love when the Venom symbiote like takes over stuff. Yeah. Like, cause in like Old Man Logan, he like takes over a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and I was like, what the uh, fuck? Really? I want to see that now. Yeah, it's uh, you that if you have not read Mark Millar's like uh, Old Man Logan, do so now. All right, it's a I will. lot of fun. It's I will. fucking bloody as hell. It's you need it in your life. There was news today that uh, Hugh Jackman's uh revealed that he took a pay cut so that the movie could be rated r 
I mean, like when people, it's like, <laughs> but like, what's a pay cut to Hugh Jackman? Well, I mean, look. A pay cut to me is like, that would devastate me is going back to like $10 an hour. But fuck, I can't do anything. No, I mean, look, the guy's like, going to live. Jackman's he could do the... He could move for free and still fucking live. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. There's a price that an actor puts on his performance if he does a lead role, you know? Well, yeah, I, if anything, I think uh, Hugh Jackman, like, I mean, this Wolverine made Hugh Jackman's career, you know, yeah. like, and um, I think he does like this character a lot. I just don't like some actors or most actors, uh, they don't have like, like, they'll just be like, oh, this sounds cool. Yeah, I'll do it. This script sounds cool. Let's do it. It's a Wolverine movie. You know, like, he's been, like, I mean, he knows those Wolverine movies, like, the first one's real shitty. He's trying to make up for it. He's trying to give us the Wolverine we all want, you know? And hopefully Logan will be that Wolverine movie, man. I'm just... It's his last time, man. They better do, they better go all out, bro. Yeah. I'm excited, like, yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes. Like, I would hate for them to set up an X-23 storyline, then not do anything with her. I think that yeah. would piss me off the most. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, I'm excited for that movie. Whew. Yeah, I'll definitely be seeing that opening weekend. Did you Did you guys talk about the new Transformers trailer? We did, but let's get hear your input, bro. Yeah. Okay, I'll say this. That movie looks like trash. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been a preview of trailer trash. Yeah, but I will say, God, do I love fucking giant robots fighting shit? God. <laughs> Like I can never get tired of that. Like just, it's just like seeing Optimus Prime just brings back childhood feels that I like can't get rid of. Like I know that movie's gonna be shitty. I don't want to see Mark Wahlberg. I don't want to see half the cast in it. But it's like part of me is like, but Betty, Optimus, Bumblebee, and I'm like, I know, I know they're there. I just know it's gonna be shitty. And then like the little boy inside me like nudges me. It's like, but it's giant robots fighting. I'm like, fuck you, little me. Fuck you. <laughs> So, I mean, I'll probably rent it at Redbox, to be honest. I'm not going to go to the theater to see it. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. I Like, there's just, like, giant robots, man. Like, or robots fighting. That shit, I love <laughs> it. I love it so much. And that like that's my only draw. But that trailer was trash. Maddie, I got to say, I, I feel similar to you in the sense that I, I didn't want to totally trash it. I, I said that it's it's... It, it, it had some good moments in that trailer, but it's just ultimately just Michael Bay bullshit. Oh, dude, my favorite moment is when, like, Optimus is like, I'm sorry, and he's about and he's going to stab Bumblebee, and Mark Wahlberg's like, no! And I was like, oh, God, I got to see what happens. <laughs> Bumblebee. You know, yeah, like, I yeah. mean, it got me. Like, there, because, like, I, the thing is about those movies, I love, I love those characters, like Bumblebee and, like, you know, um, Optimus Prime, and, you know, not like the little side characters that were, like, kind of like, that Michael Bay just kind of fucked over. You know, but like all those robots hold special places. Like some of my favorite moments from the first movie were like when like Megatron's like, you filled me again, Starscream. And I was like, he always is. That's Starscream. That's what he does. Megatron, don't you know? Like, it's just funny. Like, I, they, like they hold a special place in my heart just because I love those. Because I grew up watching that show. Like that was, it's like Transformers is on. Where's Maddie? He's watching it. <laughs> You know, out like of I all can't... the 80s shit, was that your top thing? Out of He-Man, Thundercats, G.I. Joe, all that shit? <clears throat> I'm choking on beer. <laughs> if I die, I love you all. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 
Yeah, it was probably that and like He-Man. I really like Thundercats a lot. I never got to see that new series that came out a couple of years ago that everyone said was really good. What did that come out? Was that on Cartoon Network or something? I yeah. saw the. I heard the. I saw the premiere. It was pretty good. Yeah, I, I never I, got I, to see. Oh, go ahead, James. Uh, yeah, I've seen that. <clears throat> it was a couple of years ago on Cartoon Network. My only problem is with the show. It was good. It it was made really well. The problem is storyline just kind of was shit for a while because they seem to want to make this an epic like ongoing major arc of the story of Lionel finding himself to become you know king and stuff but yet every single episode he just kind of like you know he would do the typical cartoon thing of learning a new lesson but in the very next episode he's still the same shit heel again (laughs) (laughs) so yeah I, I would say like Thundercats Transformers, Voltron, and He-Man were like my four shows. It's like, I gotta watch these. I gotta mm-hmm. know. And G.I. Joe too, like I would stay tuned for it, but I was like, what would you much rather be watching? Transformers or Voltron? It's like, I love that. I, I haven't watched that new Voltron series on Netflix, but... I've heard it's, it's my, good. It's on, it's on my list. Like, I want to watch it. It's just like, there's so much shit all the time, you know? And it's like, sometimes I'm like, you're an adult. You don't watch cartoons. And then, and then that gets the better of them. Yeah, I've, right. I've been you trying watch to cartoons. finish. I've been trying to finish Young Justice season two since the season three is coming out, and that show's so good. I've seen that <laughs> shit. It's great. Not season three, but I'm, I caught all that shit. Season three hasn't come out yet. They just announced it like this year. Yeah, but season one and two, real good. Yeah, I haven't seen season two. I was really upset when they called it Invasion, and then it yeah. was just like everyone's moved on. I was like, no, I want to watch the team from the first season. So you know, together. you know what storyline I really liked. They didn't really like do anything with was uh, Superman dealing with this with the fact <laughs> that he's sort of kind of a father of Superboy. Yeah. And Batman's like, we gotta talk. I could have <laughs> had like eight episodes of just them talking. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. It's just really good. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, subplot going on there that they had that one conversation and then nothing after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even if they didn't have episodes about it, just like a constant, like, Superman always, like, trying to, like, be a father to him or something. You know, just, like, just to have that hint of it, you know? Like, Superman's trying and Superboy doesn't, like, he's, like, a teenager. Yeah. He's like, no, fuck you, Dad, you know? Like, that would have <laughs> been cool. That element would have been cool, but understandable. All right, cool- I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about something because I don't work <laughs> with anyone who plays video games or they do they just don't play the video games i'm playing and it makes me upset what video uh, game would that be maddie oh it's just called the last fucking guardian <laughs> well that i might want to go since i don't want to get spoiled on any of that before i james. get the game yeah james, right, you dude. leave you leave now i'm sorry james i yeah. want you to stay but <laughs> uh, next there's, time. Probably, there's probably not gonna be any spoilers i haven't finished it yet so i think i'm getting close but yeah, no spoilers. Try not this to spoil is, it too much because I'm going to get it eventually. Uh, this just is going to be about my feelings about the game, just like right. the way it makes me feel. It's not going to be about like things that. By happen. the way, Bush, get this game immediately. What are you talking about? Question. Yeah, hey, uh, look, look, let's let Maddie talk, and then I'll I'll tell you why I didn't buy it immediately. Uh, but <laughs> did you Maddie, already talk ahead. about it, Stefan? No. No, no, no. Okay, well, all right. So we all know this game has been nine years coming. Indeed. So let me, okay, we all know this. Let me go back. 
I play, I play Ico or Eco, however the fuck you say it. I don't care. It's an amazing game. I remember seeing it on Jake Cholak's shelf. We all know who he is. He's an old college friend. And I was like, oh, what's this game about? He's like, you need to buy it. I remember going to GameStop at that mall that we used to have to drive like 30 minutes to get to yeah. um, in Savannah. And they yeah. had it. And it was like five Old bucks. Mall. Yeah, that's it. And it was like $5. I was like, done. Played Fuck it. And I yeah. was like, this game is fucking brilliant. And it's funny because I was just thinking about this the other day. Ico or Eco is uh, like today that's like an indie game. You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking about that like. Like, that was a big-budget game, like something you could buy for PS2 that you spent probably $60 on, but now you could get for, like, 20 bucks or something, you know? Like, people yeah. are just developing that kind of game now. But uh, I was just thinking how weird, like, technology has come and just all that shit with games. So that game was great, and I was, I, oh, dude, I was just like, what's next? And they're like, oh, just a little game called Shadow of Colossus. Little game. I mean, the best fucking game I've ever played in my entire life. Uh, I just, Shadow of the Colossus... It's fucking amazing. If you have not played it, there's a, you know, get your PS3 out or subscribe to the PlayStation Now or whatever the fuck that thing's called. Play play both of those. But I've, like, that Team Ico, Ico, whatever, just is fucking, they make brilliant games. They make games that make you feel things you never thought you'd feel playing video games. Like, yeah, I play a survival horror game, I get scared. I play an action game, it gets tense. But, like, these games make you feel something, like, beyond that. And uh, it's, in The Last Guardian's the same way. Like, I would be like, I'm not going to fall in love with, a, you know, Trico or whatever. Or Trico, however you say him, say his name. Trico. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it's, like, it's slowly happening, and I feel it. And I don't want to finish this game because I think bad things are going to happen. It scares me. I've never been more scared to finish a game because <laughs> I don't want to know the ending. Most games, I'm like, man, I want to finish this because I need to know what the ending of it is. Yeah. You know? But this one, I don't because I just I know what they do to my heart when I play their other games, and they like to rip it out. Yeah. I'm afraid they're going to do the same thing. But uh, <coughs> that being said, The Last Guardian is fucking amazing. It's beautiful, gorgeous. Uh, I just it's very stressful at times. It can be like infuriating at times because of the controls and that's like what i've read as the biggest issue but all their games have had control issues or they just they, the controls are just a little looser than like because yeah. i'm coming from playing the division which is a very like tight shooter game to something that's very like <clears throat> like the controls aren't like i don't know like they don't focus on the controls they make them work so you can play the game but it kind of has to be that way to play this game you know and like just like I, I don't know, man. It's just so fucking good. I just don't want to say anything else. But it's just, it's amazing. It, it's definitely like I haven't even finished it, and it's in my top games of all time. Like it's like right, Damn. like I, I don't know how it compares to like Shadow of the Colossus or um, Ico, but it's very close to being like because it's both of those games combined almost to me. Yeah, like not really. Uh, like the puzzle, I feel like a lot of the puzzles are very Ico-ish. For, like you're on your own you're having to do this stuff to help out trico and then some of it's like well uh, to do this i have to climb up on him to get to this point which is very like shadow because you'll need to use yeah. him to figure out a puzzle so it's it's kind of like it's like a greatest hits it's like someone was like it's almost like if uh some guy was like i like these two games i'm gonna make a game that's like those games and then they brought out the last guardian and be like wait this is kind of like shadow of Colossus meets that 
But, oh, dude, I just, I fucking love it, man. It's just so good. I just, like, I'm captivated. Like, in, like I sometimes I don't want to play it because I know I'll play it for five hours. <laughs> like, the other night, I was like, you need to go to bed by two. I, look, I looked at, I was like, I, you've been playing this game for six hours, dude. Like, I went Damn. to bed at, like, four or something. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, I just got captivated. I didn't want to stop. I needed to see, like, what the next puzzle was. I needed to see what the next thing was. And then, like, the great thing about this game is you're like, nothing's really happened in a while. And then there's just, like, little glimpses of things or, like, a big moment happens. And then you're like, fuck. Like, one of my favorite scenes is you get to this you get to this open area and then uh, Trico's, like, looking up. And so I was like, oh, I'll look up. I wonder what he's looking at. And then there's something like there's like a shadowy like another beast moving across the top like jumping away and I was like oh fuck like what's going on like oh and then he like makes this like noise at it and I was like what is that who is that I don't know man it's just so good oh, okay I think I'm done I might say more <laughs> I might say more. I don't know someone else go take it away Stefan um. Well, sorry, cut out on my end there for a second. I, I missed the last things that were said. But uh, without any spoilers, um, this game, Shadow of the Colossus is my all-time favorite game by Fumito Ueda. Designed and directed this game and, and Ico, like Maddie was saying. And um, two of the best games ever made. Um, and... Uh, Sorry, it's cutting in and out. Um, it's just been like, can you hear me okay? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's um, playing this game has been like an unreal experience because partly I'm like, damn, I can't believe I'm playing a game like this with these type of situations. Like what Maddie was saying, like the emotional situations it introduces is like there are very few, if any, games that have made me experience certain things that this game has. And it's so short, it's not, I mean, it's not that it's so short, I think it's a perfect time to play a game, you know, like, it's the perfect, the way they tell a story, it's so subtle, and, you know, if you've played the games previous, there are certain things you don't have to, like, bang your head against the wall to understand, a lot of that kind of translates into this game, if you've been, you know, um, ultimately, like, I'm just really excited that Fumito Ueda's, the voice, his style of game design and storytelling it has like its place had it, it that i'm just so happy that it exists because this the last guardian is i haven't finished it just yet i'm in the very last instances of the game but um but i think it might be shadow out for for spot number one of greatest game Damn, not dude. maybe not greatest game i've ever played necessarily but most favorite game of all time <laughs> wow. yeah it's it's definitely up there with me and my favorite yeah. like I, I like like I said, I'm really scared to finish this game. I think I've been just like, yeah, savoring it. I've been enjoying it, not yeah. trying to like push it. I'll give I'll play for an hour, maybe not get so far, maybe get stuck on a puzzle. You know, turn it off, go do something else. And uh, yeah, I have the last probably like ten minutes of this game, maybe even less. But I just like left yeah. it there and I'm just like, I don't know, it's been like yeah, straight up to what Maddie's saying. It's like it's been I don't want it to end. I don't want it to stop. And like whether the ending's you know sad or whatever, which it might be, there have been some moments with this damn thing I wanted to say was um, you know, I was talking with another friend about like how some of the gripes with the game by by people online have been 
you know, like the controls and, and how Trico doesn't follow your commands very well. But, you know, knowing a Fumito Ueda game, Ueda game um, I, I guarantee you there's programming in Trico to only listen to you half of the time at the beginning. It feels like he listens to you more near the end of the game. Yeah, and, that's interesting. Yeah, and it's just like, and there's a language barrier between you and this creature that need each other to get through this puzzle. Like, it's so subtly done. It's so simple. It's just brilliant. And like, you know, I would have waited 20 years for this game. I would, Damn. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's my shit, man. This is my shit. I know it's Maddie's shit. I knew Maddie would love it. I know you guys are going to love it when you play it. Um, and, you know, it gets frustrating at times because, yeah, the thing doesn't really follow your commands. And at first, you don't really know what your commands are. They they spell out only so much for you. And I really appreciate that about Fumito Ueda and these type of games because I don't like having my hand held through a lot of things. You know, like this game functions on pretty much a single track for the most part, but it doesn't necessarily keep that on your mind. There's so much more to consider and it's so rich in detail, just the backgrounds and the animations of things. You know, it's for a game that's maybe what, you know, tops out at maybe 16 hours, maybe, depending on who's playing it. Um, it's got a lot, a lot to just, like, suck you in. That's all I can yeah. say. That's all I can say. Oh, just more of what uh, Stefan's saying and people's gripes. It's like... I, like, I get the controls. They're a little weird, especially for today's time. Like, everything can be so precise for the most part in video games. Yeah. I think it's essential um, for this experience, though. Oh, like, no. I, I love, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get frustrated with things in it. Yeah. But I love the way the kid moves. It's like, yeah. you, you know, it, it, it feels like a little kid. Like, he, you, he's trying to emulate the way a little kid would move yeah. in this environment. That's fine. I understand it. I'm fine with it. Do I get frustrated? Yes. <laughs> Is it fr- yeah. is this game frustrating? Hell yes, it is. <laughs> but should you still play it? Hell yeah. yes, you should. Uh, also, I... any beef? Sorry, Stefan. Just I'll finish this real quick. No, uh, any be any anybody who is upset because Trico doesn't listen to your fucking commands, try to get your fucking cat to do something. <laughs> right. You know, like try to get a dog to go. Yeah. Hey, dog, help me fo- solve this fucking puzzle. Like Trico's pretty fucking smart. You know. Yeah. Like, I, I don't have any beef real, with that. You know, like, like, sometimes, like, a puzzle, I'm like, dude, go here. And it's like, he, like he'll growl at you or, like, make a noise. It's like, yeah. god damn it. And then I'll pet yeah. him a couple <laughs> times and I'll say it again. And he'll, like, make the noise. And I'll mm-hmm. pet him again. And then I'll point to where yeah. I need him to go. And then he'll do it. And I was like, he just wanted some love. That's all he wanted, yeah. just a couple <laughs> pets. They made, they made that, sorry, they made that relationship, um, they made the relationship between you and the, the and Trico believable by doing by having things like that whether it's i i believe it's intentional because i know these games but i mean it may not be it may just be like the controls are weird or no no i found i found that it feels like shadow to me too like a lot yeah totally the way the kid moves and the way even with like ico also the looseness of that that's why i feel like they tightened up certain things like the camera in in all the games is crucial to what you're doing if you jump you jump straight towards a point and you grab onto it in shadow, that's the point you're landing on. You know, it's not yeah. going to, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm gushing. I love this. Um, Last Guardian Last Guardian makes up for certain things. Like, you know, when you're jumping and climbing on him, it'll kind of guide you up onto his back. All you got to do is hit up. It'll figure out how to get there. You know, it's like, yeah. Um, but certain things, not so much. They're a little more finely tuned. And I noticed like with the camera, especially it's, it's, 
tightened up a lot more for this one. And I noticed like your understanding of the camera throughout this game will will ensure your success throughout, you know, without it being too difficult or you throwing the controller across the room because you're trying to jump here, but you went there. You know what I mean? The camera is key and we're not used to playing games in that way. We're used yeah. to the character pointing exactly what we want it to point at. But this one, it lets you finesse that a little bit. And I really appreciate that. Yeah, I've only had one issue. Uh, I posted a photo of it when I was like, this is stressful. Mm-hmm. You're up on that. Like, uh, there's only one. Like, is, I kept too. on trying to turn the camera to go behind me so I could see how it's like to walk on this because I was like, I don't want to yeah. fall off this fucking shit. Yeah. It's kind of hard to fall off stuff in that That's game. The thing. <laughs> but sometimes, like, I've like accidentally jumped too far and fallen off stuff mm-hmm. in the game. But I was just like, I was like, oh my god, this is so yeah. fucking stressful. I just need to get this so Trico can save my life. It's funny. It's funny the instances <laughs> at which you die. The way I've described this game to people that probably don't play games, people I've talked to, um, is like those videos you see of like Russian kids jumping around on like like skyscrapers being built and stuff you know what i mean those videos of people jumping from ledge to ledge super high up it's like that it's just like so they, like everything about this game is is essentially trying to get you to believe being in the scenario with this kid a lot of times like the one thing i could say is like damn this poor kid you know like yeah. the shit that he's doing in order to try and escape and try and like as the kid you're trying to help the griffin from point one you, you, you you're trying to help him get back to life you don't realize that you need his help until a little bit after you build the relationship and so yeah so the the game it's like the kid is helping the fucking griffin and then the griffin's swooping it's like the best friend story ever like he's swooping in to help you when you need him you're helping him when he needs you it's fucking brilliant man (laughs) My, my favorite moment of the game is the opening when it's like well fuck what do i do now there's this fucking beast in front of me yeah. Like you, I mean, you know what you have to do because you played video games before, but like, <laughs> just that's how the game starts. It's just like, here you go, go, and it's like, fuck, like yeah, what do I cool. do? I got to do this. Uh, I was trying to think. I had, I had just had it in my head. Another favorite. Uh, well, another one of my favorite movies throughout the moments throughout the game is when uh, <laughs> Trico's just like, no, I'm not moving anymore till I get food. Yeah. And you're like, damn it, where the mm-hmm. fuck is this food at? And then you like yeah. have to go search for it. <laughs> And that's always fun, just because he's like, no. And it's just like a dog or something's like, I'm or a cat is like, I'm not doing anything, or I'm yeah. gonna bug you till I get food. Um, yeah. I like those it's, moments a lot. They're f- frustrating because you're like, oh, I could be progressing right now, but instead I have to go side quest to find some food yeah. for this animal. Um, I had a friend say, I, I, like you guys know uh, Jeremy Heaston. He like hung out with us at Superhouse and stuff, and. Um, He's a friend of mine from like high school, middle school, like I've known him forever. And he's also a, as huge a fan as Stefan and I with these games and stuff. And um, he was just posting all this stuff. And then another friend of ours from high school was like, uh, so what's the point? And I wanted to write this big, long thing. It's right. like, I was like, it's about the fucking experience. It's about the feels yep. you have and just like go on this huge rant. I was like, you know what? If that's your response to the, a beautiful looking, gorgeous game is what's the point? You don't need to play this game. <laughs> yeah, you know, when like I, I like you just need to fucking have this experience. I mean, I think that goes with like music or film or anything, and video games should be doing this. Like you should just I, play a game for a fucking experience. 
you know, not because it's like, oh, well, fucking, you know, the gun and, like, the reaction time's fucking on. That's how it would really be if you really shot a gun at this point. And it's like, that's not what this game is about. Right, right, right. It's it, it's supposed to be an emotional experience, and that's yeah. what he's trying to give you. And he's yeah. given it every time yeah. in I feel like, yeah. Shadow of the Colossus, and that's what you're going to – like, when I finish this game – I don't even know if I want to talk about it. I don't know. How to <laughs> I feel like I feel like uh, they went above and beyond with this one too because it's like it's unreal to me how invested I've become in these two characters in such a short amount of time. Just the storytelling yeah. for video games is so like it's so unique in its own voice. And like there are times I'd be like, "Good boy, Trico. Good boy. All right, we're gonna do this. Good boy." You know, it's like. I, I, I have a dog, I raise this fucking dog, and it's like the same shit sometimes where you're like, you know, I know the game, like it's probably scripted elements, but it gets you to that point emotionally where you're just like, honestly, I didn't think we were going to make it out of that one, <laughs> even though I'm like two third or one third of the way through the game, not now, but when I was uh, through the game, you have these moments where you're just like, you're so bonded. I don't know. It really depends on what, how far you want to dive into it. Because I had a friend similar who was just like, you know, nothing happens. Like, that's it. It's just so simple or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's not like rocket science. It's not supposed to make you feel any smarter than you are. It's just supposed to make you feel something outside of that, I guess, or your normal gaming experience. And and this one has just, like, nuances of, of both those previous games and so much to offer in its own right that it's like, it's like I'm astounded playing it yeah, sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I cannot yeah. believe yeah, it. Yeah, I'm podcasting, but that's fine. I'll be quiet. Got it. <laughs> we can have some activity in the background. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, Bush, we're just fucking beating you down with Last Guardian, but it truly No, is. I mean, here's the thing. It's it's almost Christmas. I got an Amazon oh. cart full of presents I got to fucking buy people. For sure, for sure. <laughs> really, that's the reason I haven't gotten this game understandable <clears throat> not uh, not yet anyway yeah. and i mean dude with my brother getting like he got married what last <laughs> year and like my brother other brother had a kid and my yeah. family's growing and shit i got more shit to buy <laughs> yeah. than ever yeah so um i definitely want it i dude i mean i think shadow of the colossus defines the ps2 you know word it i mean it's really like if you buy a ps2 if you're like a retro collector uh-huh. buy that fucking game i yeah. i have to admit i actually never played ico <laughs> mm-hmm. but i do i i mean i get the hype because i played shadow of the colossus and i i beat it and i thought that was yeah. just so so excellent and um <clears throat> yeah. the other reason yeah, is i feel that. a little bit burned okay. from titanfall in the sense that we got this quote-unquote deal, and look, James was trying to hook us up, and he did. But it was we. So to for the listener, James has a hookup because yeah. he's in the gaming industry. Don't email him about it; he won't give you this hookup. But anyway, <laughs> he uh, we got we got the game for forty bucks, and then like a week after, they released it for thirty bucks. So we ended up paying more than most people for this fucking game. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like because Battlefield, I guess, yeah, des- destroyed I its ass. I don't know. Yeah. But, but anyway, I wanted I got, to see if, yeah. if I waited a week or two, if they did yeah. maybe a price drop, I got especially with the, with the holiday yeah. season. And Thank also, on top of that, third reason I haven't gotten this game yet, when I'm home for Christmas, my brother probably will get it, and I'll just play that because I'm going to be there for two weeks, dude, nearly two oh, weeks. Weird. Weird. So I, I might just play it for free. 
You know yeah. what I mean? So, uh, uh, hey, yeah, there's just a lot of reasons I held off. I know you'll get to it. Um, one I, one thing I did just for the listeners out there, if you happen to have had bought Battlefield 1 or Titanfall or both, you can trade them in for about a two-thirds of what they sold for. Um, I took in both those games, and I paid $4 to get Last Guardian. I mean, that that uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, the thing is, dude, I like Titanfall. I, I mean, oh, it, it, yeah. it involves, like, big-ass robots, and I like yeah. multiplayer, and I don't know, I... I think I was the only one that like really yeah. got into I Titanfall. Even, I, I liked it. I didn't really. I didn't finish the campaign. It got to a point. I was just like, yeah. Well, you know what? I wanted to finish it. I would have finished it, but this came out, and I was just like, I have these two new games. I'm gonna go trade them in towards it, and I was surprised to find that I paid so little. But either way, I'm not saying. I mean, like, definitely. I know you're gonna get to it. Oh, I will. I mean, it's just it's just the <laughs> timing with the. With yeah. the Christmas gifts I gotta buy and all that shit, and the game's still sixty bucks, and uh, yeah, and, and also, I guess a fourth reason, my funding is a little bit low since I came back from my trip, oh, so sure. it's just a lot of like, yeah, money I gotta like just kind of pay attention to. So, um, most definitely, if my brother doesn't get it over Christmas break, that'll be like the perfect game to play while I'm home for the holidays too. Hell yeah! So yeah, if you have uh, time to. Cry, <laughs> really relish it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm totally down. I mean, when I first moved to LA, I remember going over to Kevin Phillips' place. Uh huh. He's a friend of ours from college, and he we were watching previews for this game six years ago. Really? Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Long time ago. It's crazy. It was when I first moved. I didn't even have a place yet. Yeah. First few weeks I was in LA it was in 2010. Yeah. So uh, I know I've been following the game for a long time, uh, yeah. and I think the fact that they've spent nine years on the game, yeah, it might it me. might have allowed them to have a bit more of a level of nuance, yeah, that most other games haven't had, yeah. So when you talk like when you were what you were talking about the uh, like sometimes that maybe Trico doesn't listen to you. Or yeah. there's 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 some difficulty, and it's maybe it's not a control thing. Maybe it is. Right, I guarantee you. It's yeah, something in the program. It, it, if you're feeling that way and you've been playing games your whole life, there might yeah. be something to that, you know. So totally. I can't wait to 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 see how I feel about it whenever I play it. Yeah. But I I think that you're probably not wrong just because of <laughs> it's been like a decade in the making. Right. Totally. So I think, and especially with the kind of emotional type of game this is i do think that there there is probably a little bit of a, an extra layer of nuance in this game yeah. that other games just don't have yeah i i'm just so happy they stuck with it and put out what they did because it is a shorter it's a short game um but it's it's got like it got it it's got it where it counts you know what i mean like yeah i'm so happy that they cuz i think at one point it was like rumored to be canceled completely and oh, then, oh, for sure, man. You know, sure. and then was resurrected somehow. And I'm just like, I hope I will. I hope this is like, you know, the third in a long line of fucking games that there. This dude is able to make. Fumi Toyueda. He's got. There's a couple interviews online uh, that you can find online of his. He doesn't really. He's not really very vocal, which is crazy because after I beat this game, I'm gonna try and learn everything I possibly can about the making of it. You know, to try and get some kind of like. 
insight on the nuances of the game because they're there, man. It's so, it's so, there's just little things. I don't know. It's just so rich in detail for the type of experience that these, this, this creator has cultivated up until now. And, and this being like the most sophisticated so far. So I just hope there's like a long line of Umito Ueda games. Like him and Kojima are, are like on the same level for me. Yeah, I, I mean, it seems like they're they're like you know the directors of gaming, and there's there's like auteur gaming. And yeah, Suda Fifty One or whatever is like. Yeah, a I don't like those games. Yeah, they're they're always okay. I've never like been a huge fan. It seems but... like the brilliance, the key to the brilliance, quote unquote, of those games is just the randomness, the sheer, utter randomness. Of... Is Tarantino like directing? Yeah, and it's like the most recent one is like his dungeon crawler kind of thing, and it's just like so dumb. Uh, well, I almost wish that they would just be like full on Japanese and like wouldn't try and get like American voice actors there. It's all so cheesy. Right. But anyway, yeah, I've never really been into. But he's he's a director's name that right, everybody right, right. well in the gaming world kind of I'm knows. Not, I'm not a tangent. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, but uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like what, what Matt, Maddie said something really interesting during his his thing about it. He said that like this is what video games should be doing. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that that there's something to that because um, you got a game where I mean, as far as I know, I haven't played it yet, but you're not running around and shooting things, and of course we all love that shit. But it's cool to see games that don't do that and do something that turn. Well, I don't know if you could say turn it on its head, but it's doing something totally different. Yeah, and it, I don't know. I mean, with Shadow of the Colossus, uh, that game. And correct me if I'm wrong, but is it true that okay? This is just my personal interpretation of the game, and I, uh -huh. it's been it's been years since I played it. But yeah, um, your I can't remember the reason you're killing the monsters, but the monsters never attack you first, and you're always the aggressor, uh -huh. right? Yeah, totally. And it's it kind of turns the gameplay mechanics on its head in the sense that the the antagonist that aren't necessarily bad guys, the yeah. antagonists that are the coloss colossi, the colossuses, they're uh, they're not the aggressors. So is that right. is, is that true? Is that is that how yeah, the game was supposed to play generally, out? Generally, generally in every situ in every situation with every colossus colossi that you interact with is is you, which is which is great because so the whole. Um, the whole motivation of that character. And again, these games, like they give you only so much. Uh, Fumito Ueda has talked about, he makes, he does art by subtraction. He introduces uh -huh. a lot of ideas and takes it down, reduces it down to its most essential. That's interesting. Um, yeah, which I love. And so Shadow of the Colossus, all you see is, is, is the character Wander, is what his name was in, Jap in Japan. Well, yeah, Wanda. Wanda. Uh, is, it wan is it Wander? It, it was Wanda, I guess it's Wanda, but it was like, yeah, it was like, how would you say Wander? And... It'd be Wanda, but I mean, right? Yeah. I always thought it was Wanda, like the name Wanda. That's what I initially thought too, but I think it had more to do with the way it sounded. And then it, I think, it's called you know, Wanda and the Giant in, uh, yeah. in Shadow of the Colossus in Japanese. Right, yeah. So, so who knows? But it's a male character, so I don't know. <clears throat> I think Wanda is kind of a Western name. But anyway, I think it's, I don't know. But um, but either way, the character comes in and there, he has like a dead body, like a like a 
like a princess of some kind, you know, it's like a very fantastical, he has this like young girl with him and she's dead or seems dead. And so he basically makes a deal with this deity to, um, to, he's like, uh, basically he's endowed with this power to find these colossi in this forbidden land to go hunt them down, kill them. And as you kill the colossi, you find out later on in the game that you're freeing the demon from, or the deity from its prison and, and it, and blah 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 blah, but um, was I getting at? Sorry, my dog's freaking out. Was oh, I getting it's uh, at? just like the ultimate point of of killing. Oh the... right, yeah. You you know, it shows the drive of the character in such subtle ways. You know, it's how, it's kind of what you bring to the story. That's what I love about these games. Is like they only give you just so much that when you when you um, when you start to get into them really like you kind of get to write the story on your own just by having the experiences with these characters like they just give you like signposts they're just uh, really uh, minimal in the story on purpose yeah and i think like my favorite video games movies or tv shows like allows some of your personal imagination to do the heavy lifting and like you know what's better than that's why people always say like the book is better than the movie uh, you know, because they are allowed to do all the special effects and the acting and the... In their head. You know, yeah, it's all in their head, you know what I mean? So, like, for video games to approach something like that in, in the small ways that it has been able to throughout, um, you know, it's, like, it's, it's somewhat untapped sometimes because it's tapping into, like, the person's, the experiencer's dream world to to draw out characters that are already established on the screen and stuff like that. So it just like kept, what does Kevin Smith say? Captures the imagination. Yeah. You know? He says it a lot. <laughs> I love that. That like, yeah. Yeah. But you know, and it's, it's last guardian. It's just, you know, for like all the hype and all the setbacks and delays and stuff like that, it's really, you know, in a, in a game where we have such big flops, like no man's sky, hate to bring it up again. Sorry, but to make a point, yeah, it's yeah, been a while. Go you know, ahead. you have this game that's been long delayed and people, you know, there's been a ton of people that pre-ordered it and just waiting for it, fingers crossed and stuff like that. It's just such a good feeling to get that game and it turns out to be, like, well worth the wait. And I'm sure not everybody feels that way, but I I do, and I know Maddie does. Well, this series isn't for everybody, of course. And Yeah, definitely. It's... It's you know like we've been saying it it's definitely more of an emotional experience and you know if if you're the type of person that never watches dramas and always watches action movies or five yeah I mean this it might not be for you I don't know but uh, I'm I'm definitely down and uh, I definitely yeah. will get it it's I just a matter of time I can't I can't wait to hear your thoughts on it for sure. I mean, yeah, I like I like hearing this too because it gives me like an interesting preview into yeah. what I'm, what I'm getting into, and um, this this is kind of a tangent, but I thought about mm -hmm. this during our conversation, mm -hmm. talking about like emotional experiences in games and shit, yeah, and games doing different things than normal. Um, that did you play all the Last of Us? Yeah. Okay, so I I thought it was really interesting at the end where. Joel chooses to not the spoilers for Last of Us coming up by the way huge the biggest yeah. spoiler of the game probably okay <laughs> all right so three two one so Joel you know chooses to not give Ellie the treatment 
because yeah. it, it's going to kill her, right? Right. So you don't have a choice in the game. Yeah. Your character, Joel, uh, basically uh, makes that choice, and you just kind of go with it. Yeah. And you 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 it's forfeit the you forfeit yeah. the cure and just save the one girl that you know. Right. And I thought that was like it was kind of an interesting thing because it kind of forces the the player also to just make that choice. Uh huh. I, I guess I you know it makes it easier because you don't want that that game too open world. Yeah. I I understand that from a game design standpoint, but it just really struck me when I played it because I was like. Yeah, the, the, the character that I've been playing for hours and hours has just made like a severely moral decision. Right, and it's not your typical resolution to, to what you've been introduced throughout the entire game. You know, it's like it's not what you not necessarily expect because you want your expectations to be challenged, but it's not what you're used to. You know, it's not what a lot of people might be comfortable with. Right, and it and it sets the whole game on an angle that's just like, damn, like this shit it was really fun to play and it was a good story and all but actually now i'm really thinking about like yeah the moral implications of that thing and where where this has been actually my favorite aspect of gaming in recent years is the introduction of like moral situations and where your character lies a lot of games can be very black and white um but i think other games really give you and the thing is, is like some games allow you those those moral decisions, but they don't allow them outright. You have like you have like Telltale games that give Telltale games and like um, Mass Effect or whatever that give you options on how to respond. You know, right? It's a testament to your character. But then you get other games like Dishonored, which a lot of the moral implications of what you're doing is, you know, the incentive is you get the better ending and you get a better score. But also, it's just like, who are you? Like, who are you throughout this? You could run and slice people up and kill them without remorse and get whatever ending is given you and go right, through the right, whole experience. Right. But, like, I'm not going to kill any people. What is that? You know, like, for your own experience, for your own imagination, for your own psychology and how that all breaks down in your mind, like, it's it starts, it's a lot of, like, interesting introspection that's brought on by gaming that I think you know, we're seeing a lot of it today, but not quite as widespread. But it's those like little gems that really highlight that aspect of it. And I really, that's been the most enjoyable thing about gaming for me. It's definitely new territory because you definitely yeah. couldn't do that up yeah. until. I mean, I guess you could in for PlayStation, yeah. or, but it, it definitely it hasn't been like hit on, hit upon until recently, I feel yeah. like. And, and Rock you have that, that, I mean, that scene in Last of Us, going back to that yeah. for a second. You have to make that decision by shooting the doctor, right? Right. I mean, you literally kill the doctor that's about to make the cure. Of course, yeah. it'll kill Ellie at the same time. But it's that whole thing, like from, uh, you know, from Star Trek, and of course, it's not just from the Star Trek. But yeah, is the is the yeah. is the good of one does the good of one outweigh the good of the many? Oh, right, right, right. And Joel, of course, chooses the one. Right. And, uh, yeah. It's, yeah. And it shows, you know, it speaks to like the idea of like the human condition and stuff, you know, you spent yeah. two characters in The Last of Us spent so much time together, the shit that they saw together. I love it, man. Like to me, games are more akin to novels than they are to movies. And I think we got through this huge hump of like PS1 and PS2 era Xbox and. I don't know the early the early 2000 era of like cinematic gaming just because the technology was at a place where we could have better animations essentially right but now it's like 
not necessarily now, but in the last, I don't know, I'd say eight or nine years, there have been there's a subtle evolution in games. Rockstar does it a lot. One of the games I realized I first recognized was Red Dead Redemption. It allowed for minor, a little bit minor moral situations. A lot of like, um, you know, stump coming up across a carriage being robbed. Do you help the person or do you kill the like? What do you do there? How do you handle that situation? Right. Options and a lot of games are starting to give you options. Um, is one thing, but then how they can manipulate, not manipulate, I guess like manipulate your emotions for sake of storytelling is another interesting thing. Well, well, like I keep going back to Last of Us, but I just can't, I can't get away from it because it was just so striking to me. Like even if, even if I'm playing a third person game, yeah, I I feel like I am Joel. Yeah. Because I'm controlling Joel. Right. And even though he has another name, he has another face, he has all this shit, another voice. Yeah. But I still feel like I'm Joel. Yeah. And it took me out of the game whenever he made that decision. Uh-huh. But I, if court, whenever you say it took me out of the movie, it usually sounds like a bad thing. But it, it, it right. wasn't. It was just like, oh, that's that's new. You yeah. Know, it felt you, like you it felt like I'm that. stumbling across something new and interesting in gaming, and it. And, Maybe it wasn't the first in- instance of that happening in gaming, but it was the first time I noticed it. And I think we're going to see probably more of that. I never played the Mass yeah. Effect series. It seems yeah. like they might have some of that in there, but yeah, there's a lot of it. It's I I couldn't I'm I suck at RPGs um, historically. Only RPGs <laughs> I can play recently are the South Park. Is that South Park RPG? And- yeah, right. Like I've always started a bunch and they've been fun, but I can never get through a whole thing turn based. I I like it. I understand it. I like watching it, but I'm not good at it. Yeah, yeah Mass just, Effect had a lot yeah. of that kind of moral, but it was it was very like, who wants to be a millionaire? You know, you get four different answers, and I'm like, there was a lot of times at Mass Effect, and this is honestly why I didn't like Mass Effect is like, I don't side with any four of the options that you've given me. I wish I could say something else or do something else. That's interesting. You know, it's an assumption on, on. You know, it, it, not that it's an assumption, but it's early technology, and I feel like you know there's a moral gray area so much as there's like a moral black and white. But what's great about the power of games is they can play in the pools of all three, essentially. And and That's especially true. if like where you're, there's a game called Spec Ops: The Line, uh-huh. and it's about it's like it's a military game. It's a duck and cover shooter. It's a fucking awesome game. Inner control gripes, but it's really good. Um, it's a duck and cover shooter, but every basically you're a special ops team that's gone in to help recon some soldiers or whatever. But basically, every decision you make in this game, as a as a as the lead character, has dire consequences on either side. And basically, it boils down to like war is fucking terrible, and no matter the decisions you make on behalf of either your men or of, for society. Um, you know, there's it's not going to be all peaches and cream. There's going to be consequences to every decision you make and by the time you get to the end of it it's madness and it's depressing but it's such a good game and you know it's just in the long line of these games that do this subtle interaction with your emotional kind of like storytelling um uh preferences or interests and you know along with other things that are more prevalent in gaming yeah it's it's like it's offering something that's that's more than just 
living out a fantasy, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, making a tough, definitely. tough moral decision yeah. isn't making these decisions is not like anybody's fantasy, yeah. but they're there and it's interesting. Yeah. It's so, like it's like reading War and Peace or like you know, Heart a Heart of Darkness. Or right. something, you know, it puts you in these positions that you may not actually want to be in, but you voluntarily put yourself there, you know, like right. because of certain expectations. Um, I got to pee real quick. Pause. I got I'm oh. gonna my pants. <laughs> uh, all right. Sing a song. I'm going to do what I did with, uh, and Maddie has, has since left the, the pod, everybody, but uh, I will now do what I did in the Jonathan and Bush episode number seven, where I went to Reddit. And just read shit while the other guy's gone. Because I do not like to edit these things a whole, whole lot. Um, I'm going to go to r slash comic book movies. And see what we got here. This is a new Lego Batman extended spot. That's, I don't really care about watching that. I will see the movie. But I don't care about seeing that. New... I don't know who's making these Deadpool 2 posters. I don't know if they're official or not. I think it's it might actually be official and they're just fucking with us. Um, man, there's I feel like there's not been much news lately. Uh, we got uh, Kung Fu Panda. I mentioned this in the other podcast, but the Kung Fu Panda director, Mark Osborne, is doing the cult comic adaptation of Bone. And... Uh, there's Sean Gunn explains where Volume 2 picks up. That's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. And basically that seems to be it. Stefan, are you back? All right. Yeah, sorry, Bush. I had to pee. Sorry, audience. I, through that whole thing I was talking, I was dancing around in my seat. Oh, no problem. It's but... uh, I was just going through uh, the Reddit comic book movie news. Oh, nice. I didn't want to um, edit anything out because it's just... I don't want to, but I don't have to, you know what I mean? That's cool. I, for half a second there, I was going to pee into a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I didn't. But that, I mean, I, that conversation, I think it stands to be said to a lot of, a lot of what we were talking about, because it's, it's definitely an interesting frontier that... It's the evolution, man. And, and, yeah, and we're going to see, like, we, we're already seeing uh, video games are, are more than likely going to overshadow movies at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, they already yeah. are in some yeah. instances, but I don't think totally not yet. Yeah. You know, you got more, like the Marvel franchise for one. That's a multi-billion-dollar industry. I don't know video games gotten to that level yet, but yeah. um, <clears throat> I feel like I feel like once VR hits after it hits a few milestones in terms of like you know you like the big titles that really put it on you know the the uncharted's and the last of us of the vr experience you know what i mean those games that were just like oh my god like i lived i lived that you know once we get to the point after a couple of those and vr is and like your 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 joel and last of us for vr yeah, and you're and making the decisions you moral, yeah they give you those moral decisions and there's a person that who you you know like depending on where we are with this technology but you know you've held the hand of this person or you've hugged this person you know, there's certain, at a certain point, we're going to be able to smell what we're, you know what I mean? Like people are actually working on technology to like taste in VR. I think, so. I mean, everybody's looking forward to these like huge, massive experiences in VR. And, and of course yeah. I am too, but kind of a tangent here, but I'm, yeah. 
I'm also interested to see what the indie market does. I mean, yeah, I think totally. we're going to see a lot of great indie darling games that are yeah. VR. Yeah, it's just a it's such a new frontier, and I think everybody who's involved with it, uh, you know, even speaking for gamers, it's like it's a whole it's a whole new. We don't even know yet. Like we don't even know what the good, you know, control schemes or design elements are yet because we're just barely scratching the surface. And I think games like Grand Theft Auto Five, No Man's Sky every first person shooter that's ever been made, you know, like games that have toyed around with the first person mechanism in so many ways, like those were just like sketches, you know, those are just the, the, the drawing board of ideas. And, and now that, you know, there's going to be a more hands-on development with these type of experiences, you know, it's just, I mean, you know, with any kind of science, with any kind of media or entertainment, there's, the evolution of it and to see the evolution as it happens before us is going to be fucking unreal. Like this is all completely new for humanity. <laughs> Games Dude, of the future, heavy think... metal rule. <laughs> oh, dude, if they made like a super metal game, like brutal legend, but <laughs> VR, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're riding a fucking dragon into the fucking hellfire, and yeah, it'll be an equal mix or... of Guitar Hero and Dark Souls. <laughs> you know, Dude. There'll, be, there'll be parts where you have to shred like a motherfucker, like you never shredded before, and there'll be other parts where you have to destroy some shit with some swords and and hellfire. Yeah, I mean, you're you're and you're kind of halfway joking, I think, but that sounds like it's pretty decent, actually. <laughs> yeah, it starts off like mild mannered heavy metal band. Use your like, guitar oh, hero. Yeah, use, your, <laughs> use your guitar hero guitar with VR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and use yeah. There's also going to be a VR whiskey and cigarette peripherals <laughs> sold separately. Oh my like God. Lemmy. Fight this! Fight Satan himself as Lemmy. And Dude, then, right, I would fucking totally fucking get that dope. shit. Like, imagine if you could be Ozzy on stage, 1969. You know, singing fucking. You know, you're gonna have a whole audience, and by some at some point, that audience that you're looking at through VR is gonna be fucking real, and they're gonna be cheering you when you do good, and they're gonna be booing you when you do bad, <laughs> just like in real life. Come on, you could live, you could fucking be, be Woodstock. I, I mean, you could be Jimi Hendrix of Woodstock. I don't know. Man, I'd be, I'd rather be flying on the dragon or like, yeah, for sure. in like a metal robot. You world. could be Jerry Garcia. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, Glad I never really listened to Dead. Grateful Dead. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I haven't either. That's some hippie shit. That's Much loved all the hippies. Shit. I live in a real hippie haven out here. Yeah. In Denver, but to be honest, the Grateful Dead sucks. <laughs> I mean, but I think if you, I'm not a fan if you if you're into jam bands, then you know it's kind of the antithesis of metal. It's a lot of doodly doos and deedly dees and yeah. technical prowess, but it's on a much different kind of like tonal flavor altogether. I've never in my life met a jam band fan who's also equally like a metalhead. You know, yeah, it seems like there's especially like bands like Fish and shit. It's like, yeah, it's like, dude, you're either know, one or the other. You like or some, you like, you like some shit that's totally yeah. different than the shit I like, bro. You like, you like Grateful Dead and Fish and fucking Umphreys McGee, and sometimes you'll get down on some Animals 
as leaders, or sometimes we'll get down as some. Um, what was the other band I was going to mention? Damn it, I forgot. Just trying to clown on some hippies. But like Stoner Metal and 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 you know, the Summit. Fish and shit, those fans don't really mix, even though a lot of weed is involved. Oh, dude. There's a certain sense of nihilism that comes with, you know, there's a certain sense of denial that comes with jam band type audiences. And then there's a certain sense of nihilism that comes with like metalhead fans. It's just like one way in the happiest way possible with fucking Birkenstocks and drug drugs. <laughs> And fucking, and then the other one is like, I don't give a fucking like, you know, the worst way. I don't care if everything dies. I want to see it burn, metalhead. You know what I mean, like, dude. Okay, so when I this is this is somewhat related, but when I went to SCAD, it was like my first time seeing this neo hippie shit. Yeah, I grew up Black. in an area of. It's a town called Griffin, and I think there were hippies, but we just didn't. I didn't really see them that much. But yeah. I grew up with skaters and punks and metalheads. Yeah, mainly, and then of course there's jocks and redneck dudes and all that too. There, you know, it's a big mix. But I never, I never saw this like neo hippie shit. So when I first got to SCAD, I was like, "What the, f what the fuck is this shit? Why are there so many white people with dreadlocks? What the fuck?" It, yeah. I, I was so like taken aback. It was like a whole other subculture I wasn't privy to. That's like thirty five percent the population of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> I, yeah, I can imagine. That's just. We and got, then they were—they were all we got, super rich too, dude. Super oh, totally. rich people, and it was just Aryan. totally fucking new to me, man. I was—I <laughs> just couldn't believe it. And some of them are all right. Granted, you know, like one thing for me is like I never really got big into reggae. I like yeah. hip hop, you know, and I never really got into like jam band stuff because for me, I don't know why, but I've always related more to like darker stylings of music, anywhere from like Nick cave to fucking black sabbath you know what i mean i just like that's how i relate to the world for better or worse but sometimes i hear like reggae you know bouncy you know we're gonna save the world and blah 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 i don't know that was, <laughs> that was the worst reggae impression ever but you know you like jam bandy shit like just feel it just love man i'm like i find that much happiness in music fraudulent like when i I don't listen to any quote-unquote happy music. I have very little of that shit. Like, the happiest song I can think of in my mind is, um, what's his name, George fucking from the Beatles. <laughs> George Harrison's yeah, I Got My Mind yeah, Set yeah. On You. Like, that's a happy song to me. Yeah, that's, that's, that, you know, that's like, a happy I, song. I, yeah. I relate to some of that shit, you know what I mean? But, like, nowadays when people are just, like, you know, like, jamming out to, like, some hippity-dippy, happy little, the sun is shining and we're all feeling good, like, bullshit. I'm just like, that is freakish to me. That is completely fraudulent. Well, dude, the, the, the reason the reason I, uh, I mean, not the only reason, but one of the big reasons I like metal is it's just energetic. I can't listen to anything that, not anything, but I just like things with a lot of energy usually. Um, yeah, I like. The I mean, that's. Plot. I think that's why I really, I really like get into power metal. A, it reminds yeah. me of Saturday morning cartoons. But, <laughs> but also, I like the fact that. I mean, hell, that shit is kind of happy, I guess, a lot of the time. But, I like the fact that it feels like we're gonna charge the gates together and we're we're yeah. together. I don't know. I like. I like that aspect of it, and yeah. then um, I don't know, man. Sonar metal just it just feels like they have cool riffs and uh, the voices yeah. are usually like. It's it's singing, but it's not like yeah. it's usually pretty cool metal singing, like the sword or yeah or a, I don't know. I mean, Ozzy is basically stoner metal as well, and yeah. 
So just to have, I don't know. I my I think my two favorite versions of metal are, are power metal and stoner metal. Yeah. So. Yeah, I like something about thrash, like thrash, I guess, but that's the, a little bit too generic. You know, there's a there's a mix of like classical music that you hear come up, especially in power metal. You know, there's like a oh yeah, man, it's all European there's a bit shit. of that. You know, it's just like it's just like it's either like yeah, like European folk classical or something like that, just like run through the dirtiest mind slash amplifier pedal or whatever you know you just get like these different takes on like classical styles of music but also like there's something primitive about metal to me that really i love you know like i'm big on like mythology and ancient stories and esoteric knowledge and artifacts and shit like that and there's a certain aspect of metal you know you get like a lot of these folk metal bands or black metal bands death metal bands that hone in on kind of this you know there's a fantasy realm that exists there for sure but you know something about nature and the you know man versus nature or, or the feeling of insignificance and something overpowering and ominous like i love you know big heavy drums that resonate you know there's just something primal about it something instinctual to me that is just like driving I mean, I mean, other than like early hardcore gangster rap or something like that, it's also like, it's going to sound kind of gay, but it's like the most masculine, one of the most masculine versions of music. Yeah. It's just really like yeah. badass, essentially, you know, so sure. I don't, not, not really any other genre. Yeah. Um, gets yeah, to I've that never been level. aggro. Yeah, I've never been like aggro with like football or like sports or fucking, you know what I mean? Or like drinking or partying. Like I've never been like fucking balls to the walls. <laughs> unless unless it is is within the realm of heavy metal you know what i mean like i've fucking lost my mind at shows over the years yeah 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 it's like headbanging like king of the pit man master of the fucking pit dude a blind guardian man yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm there with my girlfriend and then yeah. they they played uh they, they start playing valhalla i yeah. said to myself oh no <laughs> no, no way i'm not moshing to this song <laughs> left my girlfriend alone <laughs> join the pit and then it was like a circle pit it was it was was, people were just doing circle pits so we're just running around in a fucking circle and then i grabbed some dude that didn't even know who the fuck he was (laughs) and we started singing that song (laughs) together because about how is my fucking jam bro and uh (laughs) and then i talked to my girlfriend after that she was like I don't know where the fuck she didn't say fuck but still like i don't know where you went (laughs) like like to her i just disappeared and then when she saw me like running around yeah. the pit, she said th- she said it was hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, dude. I yeah, I've had some moments because I've been on dates, but I've like been like took girls to metal shows. Sometimes it's an okay idea. Most of the time it's a bad idea. But I've been on dates, and I'm like, nope. See you later. <laughs> Jump in the pit and just get my ass whooped. You know, <laughs> like even at you should see me at the ghost show. I was like, you know, like. Maddie and Chris were standing next to me, but I was just like, I was fucking feeling it, man. <laughs> Head banging, my you shit, were. like bumping into people, like yes, like that was. It's like, and even that was like, you know, pop by comparison of other bands. Oh yeah, definitely. That's I mean, they won a like, I lost my shit. I'm just like, that was my shit. I had to do it. I'm like, I'm not just gonna stand here and be like, oh yeah, they're good. Those were two really they're excellent shows for my girlfriend too, because she, she actually has liked the the shows and the music, especially she likes Ghost a lot. Um, but she didn't really get into it before me. And yeah. I mean, like, especially her first one ever was Blind Guardian, right? Which only like a month or two before you guys came down. Yeah. And uh, it's like a just, 
you know, nerdy band singing about Lord of the Rings and, you know, I don't know, I think it was a really good introduction for her. Because they, they kind of got like a positive vibe too, you know? Yeah, yeah. They're not like, uh, they're not super dark immortal shit or <laughs> yeah. whatever, right? So that, and then like Ghost has all the theatrics and, and like isn't super duper hard. Yeah. Uh, kind of she had like a really great introduction to metal, I think. Yeah. So her Black Dahlia murder neck. <laughs> immortal. And God will soak these bad off him. I want to see Immortal eventually, man. Is this, yeah, Immortal. Is this a good it. segue into Maddie's music? Maddie, please forgive me. This might be the first time ever I haven't listened to the album. What? I'm sorry. Oh my God. Did Stefan even? Did Stefan even listen to it? Which one was it? I forget. Oathbreaker, Rhea. Oh, dude, I'm so yeah, sorry, I've man. I've listened to it uh, a few times, um, but I can't remember. I have to listen to it again. I do want to say. There was last episode I didn't get, I had to leave. Um, yeah. I really fucking love that cult leader album, Lightless Walk. Yeah. Was it? Yes. That motherfucker is awesome. That is a journey. Holy shit. Like, <laughs> it was like it's a little more hardcore than I generally listen to, but it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys ever heard of uh, Entombed, their album Left Hand Path. It's just like, it has these peaks and valleys that like, you know, that's a death metal album, but it has these peaks and valleys that you, you like find yourself in and you don't want it to end, but it's so sharp and fast and aggressive and powerful that like you shift these different moments and you don't want to leave the last one, but you, you, you have to hear the next one and then you don't want to leave that one, but then the next one's coming, you know, it's like yeah, that computer album whole, was fucking awesome. That whole lightless walk to me is just yeah. like, and even the album before that, uh, it's just like, man, why is this over? Yeah. Why is this all you have? That one just moves. <laughs> it's like a journey. You just you just strap in. It's like a fucking it's like a roller coaster where you're intended to like run into blades and shit. <laughs> like it's just yeah, like dude, like how good. bloody of a pulp do you end up by the end of it? It's so good. I mean, that album and the band name like definitely yeah. delivers on Super what good. they sound like. Yeah. My roommate sound like think about it. Oh, and then you listen to it, and you go, "Oh, yeah, that makes sense." Um, yeah, totally. I don't know. I, I love I love that band. Seeing them in a small venue, just fucking like, dude. <laughs> I, like I like seeing them in such a small place with like twenty people just gathered around. That was incredible. I can't wait to see them at a bigger oh, venue yeah. where the like the sound quality is yeah, better and stuff. Them. But, dude, man, that that fucking show was great. Like those guys were just like. The other bands before them, some of them were, like, pretty shitty, and then there was, like, one band called, like, The Black Antler, which was pretty cool, but, like, when those guys got on there, it was, like, a whole different level. It's, like, you guys thought you know what metal was metal was in Columbus, Ohio, but here it is. And it was, like, fuck, <laughs> dude. Like, that guy's scream, like, when you listen to it on the record, you're, like, that's cool. There's probably some manipulation there. But then when he does it, you're, like, oh, fuck, this is coming from hell, like, you're channeling things. I don't know if I want to know how you're, what you're channeling, or I don't want to be involved in any of that shit, you know? Because it just, it sounds the same, man. He's just like, and he's such a small guy. He's just like, like, there's no way it comes out of that guy. And then he does it, and you're like, fuck. 
Yeah. How do you get that deep and that, like, growl? Like, I don't know, it's man. Pretty, like, it's pretty nuts, and it's, like, it's its own thing, you know? Like, I mean, if you listen to metal, if you don't listen to metal regularly, it's probably going to sound the same as everything else, too, but... Yeah, it would not be something I'd be like, hey, yeah. you, you're getting into metal, here's Cold Leader. Yeah. I... I, I listen to metal the way the way certain people drink wine. You know what I mean? Like I want to know every oh, little, yeah. you know, every little nuance. Of I mean, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, I'm like, wood. first of all, you must hold it to your nose and smell. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> now hold it's time for the taste. Your ear and swirl it, and it's like, you know, swirl it around your tongue a little bit. <laughs> you know, and then and then the final, the swallow, and you're like, mm. yeah. and either oh. I'm in or I'm out. <laughs> but I give it that chance, though, you yeah. know. It was funny. And, my my roommate. I was listening to Cult Leader uh, all loud and shit, you know. And then my roommate comes in. And he's just he's just like, "What are you listening to?" And I was just like, "Oh, this band Cult Leader. We're listening to it for the podcast this week." And it's just like, <laughs> like going crazy. And I was just like, "Pretty good." <laughs> you, know? you know, like to the untrained ear, it's probably just like, "What the fuck, dude?" But well, it's you like know. I, uh, and a not guy even that work... cult leader is so like you know anybody I think could get into anybody who has a fucking for music it's, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, I work with a guy who's like went to like sound engineer school and stuff, and like he has a good ear for things, and he likes he likes different stuff, and he's kind of all over the place. Like he's down with like metal and stuff, but he's like he does, he's not like Stefan and I who like dive into that shit. Like that's, yeah. that's our shit. Deep, um, so like I was like, hey, I want to go see this band in Columbus. He's like, oh, I'm from Columbus. Like we could go. Like we're both off. We could make like a day of it. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Like we'll go eat good food. Maybe I'll someone will go see the show. And he's like, yeah. And I like I was like, I don't know if he's prepared for this, but I was like, I'm not gonna let him listen to him. And literally, we watched the show, and like after it, he was like, dude. And I was like, yeah. And he was like, that was fucking incredible. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like those vocals, dude. He's like, how the fuck? And I was like, I don't know. So, like, the next day we were on truck together, which is, like, processing clothing and all that bullshit. And he's like, mm. and he's like, it's been pretty shitty. I was like, cult leader? And he's like, dude, put that shit on. And, like, we were, like, we turned it up as I was our phone, like, as my phone would go and put it in. And he was like, dude, the guy sounds the same. And I was like, I know. He's like, this production is also fucking dope as shit. And I was like, I know, right? Yeah. He's like, this, it, like he well. became a fan of this band just because he saw them live and just, like, such a good fucking performance at like a, a shitty club with like shitty acoustics like these guys were just like oh we can play fucking anywhere and we're gonna sound exactly the same like they they're so tight when they play because like i i feel like when i listen to a record that i want to have the same like i like i want that experience to like be on like to be live too like you know like jam a little bit do what you got to do extend things sing extra shit whatever you got to do you know but like like they just like the show they put on i was just like these songs sound the same and sometimes that's all i want you know especially from a band like cult leader i just want you to come in and fucking blast my face off and then leave me just like every woman in my life (laughs) (laughs) this girl blast your face off dude (laughs) wow i mean someone out there is going to i'm sure some girl's done it might have been too drunk to remember i read a recent study that said uh squirting girl squirting isn't a separate liquid than just urine. No, I heard that it was it's the same thing. Most recent, check it out. Look, do some research. Most some one of this most recent study said it is or is not. 
it's easy to say that it is. It's basically there's an emptying of the bladder, and except for a milky white discharge, it's mostly urine. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. I mean, I'm fine with that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tangent ahoy. So, Sorry. I, don't mean to offend I know you. we're talking about metal and everything, but Stefan, did you listen to the new At the Drive In track? Yeah, I did. I only All listened right. to it once. I'm not sure about it. Andrew, did you listen to the new At the Drive In track? Man, you know, I just saw you post about that shit just before we started recording. Oh, they're back God together, damn. dude? Yeah. yeah. God damn dude, it. Andrew. I am so fucking. Dude, you, my music you, news is. Like, I stay on top of movie news like nobody's business, but music, I am fucking so behind. So what you need to do right now, Andrew, is pause <laughs> your shit, listen to it. It's like three minutes long. Stefan and I will take two hours to talk about it. Okay, <laughs> I will listen to the song. Hold on. Uh, anyway, Stefan, I just want, like, your thoughts. <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, well, I, I'm super excited for At The Drive-In to be back together. And yes. this song doesn't sound like anything out of the ordinary necessarily for them. What's the, name like, of, what's the name of the song real quick? What is it called? Um, Something Contagion. Governed by Contagion. Governed right. by Contagion, yeah. All right. Um, I've got to listen to it. listen to it right now. Be right My, back. I think, I think the music sounds amazing. The yes. production on it is awesome. Like, it's nice and clean, you know, for guys that are, uh, you know, adapting to probably, like, new studio setups and new equipment and stuff like that and, the, you know, like, yeah. the recording standards, whoever they're working with. Um, it sounds fucking awesome. My only gripe that I can say is like, um, Cedric's like the, 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 the placing of his lyrics, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and one thing I think is like, you know, like it's kind of punk, they're kind of going back to the punk thing where they don't have to adhere so much to like rhythmic, um, structure, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's a, there's a, you know, like a similar style of, of cryptic kind of lyricism as well yeah but there's just something about it like i'm just like ah man i wish i almost wish it was a little more it like a little bit more like relationship with command i guess like a little bit yeah. more like it's, more rhythmically jamming you know i wish it was a little more yeah. groovy to me it, than what it is it's it's the song that'll hit the billboard charts you know um i feel like it's a little too safe yeah for what I know of at the yeah, drive-in, totally. and uh, it's weird to hear that, like when you hear, like when they talked in interviews when Relationship came out, and afterwards they said they like they're not that's not their favorite record. I think right. I remember reading like they were really not happy with it. But yeah. whereas most people, like I regard it as a fucking <laughs> amazing fucking album, and like totally. this most of their fans are from that album. I think that's what pisses them off the most is that yeah. and you know it's it's just because they didn't like it. <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. And I feel like this is a little safer than Re Relationship of Command. I feel like the lyrics yeah. were a little more understandable and not as cryptic as like yeah, Relationship totally. of Command. Um, yeah. Because I was like listening to it and I was like, this is good. I also think the vocals are turned up way too high. Yeah. The music's a little too low. Yeah. And I it don't like. I, I think. And, and and I understand Cedric probably can't scream and like do the shit he used to do like several yeah. years ago when Relationship came out. Yeah, but I like it. I'm not opposed to it. It sounds a lot yeah. like anti-mask to me, like a yeah, little see more. That, see that, like it's a little yeah. more poppy. It's a little more acceptable than yeah. the that's, relationship. Yeah, that's that's I think where it got me too because I like you know me. I love I love anti-mask. Anti-mask. That fucking record's fucking great. It rocks. That, that's like, a great pop yeah. rock record. Anti-mask to me is like the first block party record. You know what I mean? Like 
Not as good. I like the first oh, yeah, Volkswagen Beetle, but, but anyway. Apparently, uh, they're coming out with another anti-mask record too, so I'm excited cool, about that. Fuck yeah, I love that. But one thing I liked about the anti-mask stuff is that you know, like lyrically, he was real. I feel like he was really onto something. Like some of my favorite all-time, considering at the drive-in and Mars Volta, some of my favorite all-time Cedric lyrics are in anti-mask. So he just has some really, you know, uh, poignant kind of. Image, images that he introduces and like great poetic moments that he has just with this like pop rock kind of yeah. or you know like quote unquote like throwaway kind of record you know they just did it to do something whatever make some money whatever but it turned out to be you know lyrically for my money like that shit turned out to be pretty damn profound yeah i um, mean and the so thing i like about anti-mask is, is yeah. it's a more acceptable pop rock album yeah, I was just going to say, like, with um, Governed by Contagion, the new single, like, I almost just kind of wish, it, you know, lyrically, it was more like Anti-Mask. Because, yeah. like, you know, yeah, because, like, if you just harden up Anti-Mask a little bit more, you know, give it, you know, they had that great groove because they had Flea recording with them. Yeah. But, like, if you just, if you just, you know, do some of that shit with a little bit of, a little bit more attitude, like, I'll take it. Slapping at the driving sticker on, I'll fucking take it. It's great. So I mean, like, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. I have to listen to it again. But first listen, I was just like, eh, they could do better. Yeah. The I, plight like, of I, At The Drive-In as a whole. Yeah, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I like, I, I'm, it's weird to hear like the uh, lead singer of Engine Down do the backing of vocals because I like love Engine Down so much. Yeah. And like I hear it and it's not like the original oh, guy doing it. So that was a little that. weird for me, but yeah. I like it. But I just, I felt like the music was on. Like, I liked the guitar. I liked the bass. I liked the drums. I liked <clears> what was <throat> happening with that. But yeah. it's just something with his, like, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I just wanted a relationship of command. You know, like, yeah. I wanted that record again. And I'm not going to get that record. They're older. They've moved on. Either they've gotten over their popularity and, like, how cool they can be. And they just want to make an after drive-in record. I mean, if this is the song that's, like, their pop, like, we're going to make... This is like our Billboard charts song. Like I'm mm -hmm. interested to see what the rest of the record sounds like. If this is the one song that like I'm like, eh, that could mean the rest of the record's fucking dope as shit. Yeah. You know. So yeah. talking about governed by contagions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, just listen to it, guys. What'd you think? Yeah, I, from just from the few sentences I heard from you, I, I think I agree. It's 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 good, but it's not as. I mean, dude. One Arms Relationship of Command is like <laughs> one of my fucking top albums of all time, dude. Like yeah. at least top twenty, at least. Dude. Yeah. Maybe top ten. Yeah. Ever. Ever. You know, that's including all of Tool and Metallica and all that bullshit. So yeah. <laughs> so uh And all that bullshit. You mean all that amazing shit. All the you know, all my favorite shit of all time. So uh <clears throat> I have like super high expectations for this band. I can't believe they're back together. I thought this is like Rage Against the Machine getting back together and making albums. So I thought it would never happen. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad to see that they're back. I think the song was pretty good. Uh, I'm, it might grow on me more, but my first listen, it wasn't like... I don't know, man. Relationship with Command is just so special. Oh, Andrew, I'm fucking there with you, man. I remember going to... Like the FYE that had opened up in my like my small ass town like randomly, and I was like, oh, what's this? And I was like, at the drive-in, relationship of command. I seen that artwork, and I just I immediately looked at it and was like, I need this. 
I had never heard this band. I had no idea what they sounded like. I was like, but I need to listen to this record. Something's like drawing me towards this. And I bought it on a whim. And I was just like, who the fuck else is listening to this shit? You know, like this shit's fucking incredible. And then to hear that like those guys think it's like their worst album. What? It's like too overproduced. And that shit. And like, listen I hate it when people say that, man. Yeah. Well, this is like the band and stuff, and I was like, "That's weird," because it's a really great album. Like, yeah. this put you on the map. This like made you at the drive-in, and I get it, like popularity and stuff, whatever. But like, I yeah. felt like listening to this new song, it's more overproduced than Relationship of Command to me. Just yeah. like any any like po- any poppy song off Relationship of Command, this song is poppier than that. Like, if we're getting to like overproduced kind of like radio friendly shit. Like, I feel like this is more radio-friendly than anything on Relationship of Command. Yeah. And, like, Stefan was talking about, like, the cryptic lyrics of, like, At the Drive-In and how what they're kind of known for, which I really enjoy. And I felt like this song um, isn't that cryptic. It, like, kind of makes a lot of sense as you just listen to the lyrics and stuff. And, you know, like, his lyric, like, his vocals being so to the forefront, I think, takes a lot away from it. I don't know. It's just like me. I, I mean, I'm fucking excited for this. I'm excited that I might get to see at the drive-in live. Right, you know? right, right. Because like, even like just to hear them play relationship songs or like in Casino Out, you know, or Via songs or anything like that, it would be fucking brilliant, man. I love all their stuff. I'm excited they're making new shit. And you know, yeah. maybe it's just getting in touch with the new guitarist who is the lead singer of Engine Down. And just like finding finding that like you know that rhythm you know it might take an, it might take this album and then another album hopefully to get in that groove and stuff but you know I'm interested like it's not bad it's not great I'm not like yeah but yeah. It, will I will I buy this record when it comes out fuck yeah I will yeah but it's, it's if it's I like... can promote at the drive-in anymore or make them make more music yes please dude there was a guy in high school he was a senior when I was in uh I was in tenth grade and he introduced me to uh, this band to at the drive-in, particularly uh, Relationship of Command and Anti-Pop from Primus. I got these two albums around the same time, and they're both just so like almost every song is just so good. You know, you could it's you can listen to the full album and have such a great time where you don't have to skip tracks and all that. So yeah, it's just not many albums do that, especially these days. That's what Maddie's music is all about, my friend. Yeah. I really feel like I haven't listened to an album where... I mean, you've introduced me to a bunch of shit, but I, I haven't listened to an album that where I liked every, almost every song in yeah. a long time. I think... I've got a suggestion for you guys. What? Yeah, go ahead. The album um, Abandoned Us by Architect. Oh, I need to listen to that. It's like on a yeah. lot of like... Yeah, it's on a, like, like a there, lot of best ofs right now, and their other stuff I haven't listened to as much, uh, and it's good, but it is a little more like kind of on the poppy metalcore uh, area, you know. But um, this particular album, All Our Gods Have Abandoned Us, um, the guitarist I found out later, the guitarist was actually like battling some like terminal illness. He died since then. This is the last oh, album yeah. he made. So there's just this like strange air of just like passion and drive to like make this amazing fucking record. It's probably it's it's right now it's number two on my list of best albums of this year. 
That's what I like. That's why <clears> I chose like. Check uh, it out. I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about it. Yeah, I'll listen. We can do that. For, like, maybe we should do mm. Oathbreaker next week. All right. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. I just. No, I don't know why I did that. I just had a fucking brain fart this this week. I think. But Oathbreaker to me, this new album is something I think you have to listen to all the way through. Okay. All right. Um, I, dude, I, I usually do, like, man. I, I'm not saying it's like super catchy or anything. It's just like from what I because I I enjoyed the band before and it's more of a I, like I don't know. It's like kind of black metal mix with uh, like metal core. It's kind of like what Death Wish is all about, like their label and stuff. But this cool. new record, man, they recorded it with the guy who did like Death Heaven Sunbather and like New Bermuda, and he's like, uh, shit, I totally like lost track of other shit he's done. But John Shirley, he uh, produced it, and it's like their first time working with like an American producer, and it's just like, dude, like, I don't know. It goes to those moments of like, like what metal can be and can't be. Like, I don't know. They push it to like, and that like, you know how like the Deftones have like Pony, you know, and like Converge mm-hmm. has Jane Doe. And like all these, like Boyz Sets Fire has like seminal album. Like, like, like this is fucking Oathbreakers album. This will really okay. Yeah, okay. I, to me it will. Like I would almost say for you guys to maybe listen to either Maelstrom or Intros or Eros and Intros, and just like just preview a couple songs, just like you know the first couple of tracks. Just listen to those and then listen to Rhea, and just like it sounds similar and there's a lot of elements that are the same. But, like, it's just, there's, like, an, ang- like, some of the, like, it's just an emotional fucking record. Like, the lead singer, her name's, like, Cairo something. Um, it, they're, like, from, like, Norway, I think. But it's just, like, some of her screams on this record are just, like, gut-wrenching. Like, this is coming from a place you're, yeah. like, oh, fuck. This is, like, in my deepest and darkest of moments. It's, like, which, this is what I wish I could express. But uh, it, it, this Oathbreaker record is, pre- like, it's on my, like, so like uh, so when we do our end of the year roundup, which I know is coming very soon, yeah, I have like four or five video games, I have like five movies, but I literally could not contain, um, I could not get it down to five records. There are ten records on my list that I was like have it influenced me that I think are great for different reasons, but I was like. Can I cut this? I was like, you can't cut that. That's fucking great. Like, you listen to that a lot. You love those. Like, it was all this shit. And, like, it's just, like, that's what, like, that's what I want to bring to Maddie's music and, like, push out there is, like, all the stuff that I listen to. And there's some stuff on there that either Stefan and I talked about on Camera Noise or we talked about on Superhouse or I've just, like, not introduced to you guys just because I was listening to it and I tried to, like, Maddie's music is mostly metal for the most part. Every now and again I'll do something different. But dude, like Oathbreakers on there. One album that I also that I loved this year was like The Black Queen. Oh yeah, that, that fucking was, record, yeah. man. Like I can't not listen to that all the way through. But yeah, that was a good one, man. I'm excited for you guys to listen to Oathbreaker. To me, it was just like I didn't expect this from them. It was like it's like a two LP. I ordered it during Black Friday because they had like a twenty percent off deal, and I was like, sure, I'll do that. And that. Dude, so if, if our end of the year roundup might have to be four uh, episodes long. <laughs> I mean, unless yeah, we do each one, not on a fucking five, episode. Five media. <laughs> not, not if it's if we don't if we do it on Sunday. If we have to do it on Sunday, it might have to be next week because next week is the 18th, and then the week after that is Christmas, and then after that, of yeah. course, is New Year's. So uh, I was, yeah, do I don't it. know, man. 
I was looking. I was like, what what other movies come out that I'm like excited or super excited to see in the theater that I could like add to my list? And I was like, well, Assassin's Creed comes out, but I was like, eh, you know, I can go ahead and make my top five list, and if it's that good, <laughs> I can just mention it the next time we have a Superhouse podcast. <laughs> but you know. Like I mean, Assassin's Creed could be great. I'm not saying I like. I'm not super sold on all the trailers I've seen, but you know, I'm in it. Like there can be good video game movies. Like, like it's got a good cast. I'm excited to see what happens. But um, you know, like I was like going through the movies this year, just the shit I've seen, shit I need to see, and I feel like my list of shit I need to see is a very independent or like foreign film shit. And I was like, most of the stuff I've seen in the theater, I have like four films that I'm just like fucking like, yes. These are the four films that like, if you want to know me as a person, it, just through film alone, these four films is me, you know? Right, like, right, right. I was like, that's hard. Like, I could not think of a fifth film, just not even researching. Like, there's one I'm kind of iffy about, like I really enjoyed, and it might be like my like honorable mention, like you guys should check this out. I enjoyed it. I don't know if it's in my top five. But I was like, that's weird, man. Like usually I have I'm usually like, shit, I got eight movies. Let's whittle this shit down, you know? It's been a weird year for movies, man. Like I've seen a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I've seen the cheesy stuff. There's and been a lot of like conventional transitions, like things that we've seen in a lot of movies say the last four years i feel like a lot of things have changed in terms of storytelling what works what doesn't and i'm trying like for my list because i know a lot of people are like in our superhouse circle are gonna put a lot of comic book movies on there so i was like trying not to put like civil war deadpool and shit like that that's coming out <laughs> i was just trying to like find stuff that like you know i, I feel like Stefan and i i mean their rival so far is my number one choice i'm just gonna Spoiler alert. Oh, man, you spoiled it already. I know, but you don't have something on there. <laughs> all right, but, all right. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> you know uh, I just I just didn't see a lot of stuff that, like, I kind of tried to make, like, all my list something that, like, personally, I was just like, oh, that's so good. I'm like, oh. It's I, not like, my I, number I, one, but uh, I did finally see Green Room, Maddie. Oh, dude, I saw and, your... Oh, man, so good. It was... I felt like it had the same height that It Follows did, but it, it's just my personal opinion. Everything's subjective, but I just like this so much more than It Follows. And I'm well, only dude, I'm like... only putting them together because they're, they're they're popular horror movies that have come out in the past f- few years. I don't know year. I two. mean, I was kind of like so I was sitting down eating my lunch in the food court at work today, and I look over and I see. This father and son wearing the "Let's Make America Great Again" hats, and <laughs> yeah. I go, "That could have been me because I come from a very small, like, Republican town, and like, my grandparents vote Republican. My parents, most of my parents do, and I'm assuming that my mom does. I don't know, um, but <laughs> I was like looking, and I was like, that could have been me, and I was like, I wonder why. And then I thought punk rock music, and then I remember, <laughs> your, and I was just like. And I was like, like, I don't know, like, if I didn't have punk rock music, like, would I be a different person? And I literally think so. If I had never listened to a minor threat record or any, like, Fugazi or, like, you know, like, fucking, like, Pennywise, fucking Offspring, like, any of that shit or The Descendants or any shit that I fucking, like, love to my core. It's like, when you put on the Offsprings to Smash, do I know every lyric to it? Yes, I fucking do. You know, like, <laughs> that shit's, like, ingrained in me. That That's, like, my shit. And I was like, 
I could have been that that kid sitting over there who's like, like, like eternalizing all this racism and this misogyny and like all this bullshit, you know? And I was like, I'm so glad that someone went, here's Minor Threats, complete discography, and just handed me this burnt CD. And I went home and I was like, oh shit. There are other people who kind like, I don't know how I feel, but I think I feel this Everybody's way. Everybody's going to die know, like, one day. Yeah, and, punk, and, punk well, music and, does kind of expose you to liberalism, I guess you could say. Yeah, unless, well, I mean, unless you're listening to Nazi punk, but... Well, yeah, and that's, a, that's the thing, like, when I saw Green Room, like, getting back around to, like, you seeing Green Room, like, I was like, man, there are not a lot of punk movies anymore. There are not a lot of movies about, like, fucking hate and, like, like fucking not, like, neo-Nazi shit. I mean, now... Like, this was before, like, Donald Trump and all this alt-right shit happened. You know, like, when this movie was released, there was no idea that this was even going to happen. Like, yes, yeah. there's racists and fucking shitty people out there, but, like, now they've come to the forefront. And, like, I feel like Green Room is even more relevant, like, right now than it was <laughs> when it fucking came out. But, like, I just miss, like, cool punk rock movies. And, like, yeah, this is, like, a gory, like, fucking kind of depressing revenge punk rock movie and i was like man i miss kind of fucking movies with music like this in it and like i, I, I just know. i that love how like they played great. they played a cover of a famous oh dude that, that, that nazi that, punk that, fuck off like dude. I, that's so cool and it just shows that this the person that wrote this knows the fucking scene yeah. and they grew up in a similar way that 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 we did and i don't know dude it's just it was just so cool and like you said it's so you don't see punk movies that much anymore. And I, dude, this is coming from a person that I watched the fuck out of SLC Punk. Oh, so, dude. so many fucking times. My dad actually liked that movie too for some reason. Anyway, um, just badass, dude. And the action was cool and the way that they had to kind of like devise a strategy to get out sort of kind on at the end. And I don't want to spoil it that much, but definitely check out Green Room, man. That, that shit was fucking great. Dude, yeah. it's it's probably one of the most brutal scenes I've seen in a movie in a oh, in recent yes. years. One like the the arm scene, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. That oh, shit my is God. fucking brutal. Uh, we're, let's like, just we're just gonna spoil spoilers for Green Room from here on out, guys. Just <laughs> yeah, uh, you guys talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a potty break. Oh, potty pee time. I love that girl in the movie. What's her name? Oh, dude, uh, that's maybe from. Was that maybe from Rust Development? No. Well, yeah, she's in it too. She plays like the bass player. Oh, I feel so bad for her. She gets, she gets, fucking the dog iced. Yeah. Oh, so sad. She was great, but there's another, the other girl who he meets up at the 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 blonde chick. What is her name? I'm I'm looking it up. Dude, I I have no idea. My only, not that even have a grip. I like that movie too. It's great. Um. I don't know. I guess there's the yearning to want. Imogen Poots is who I'm thinking of. <laughs> okay, yeah. Imogen Poots. She's fine as hell. She's awesome. But you know, like you, you, you want more Patrick Stewart just because it's Patrick Stewart. Oh um, man, he was. It was cool seeing him as like a a neo-Nazi type. Yeah, it was. It was a cool movie. I wish he had like one solid choice scene where he was like really chewing it up. But you know what? That director is fucking awesome. Um, Anton Yelchin, rest in peace. That's my boy. Oh fuck, that was job. him, dude. God yeah. damn it! I was that's thinking, is that sucks. Casey Affleck? Like, who the fuck is? It? Oh yeah, dude, that's right. <laughs> I don't know why. Anton Yelchin, yeah, it's it's a pretty great movie. And if you haven't seen Blue Ruin, you know, check that out. Same director. 
That's one of those movies that uh, is actually like goon in the sense that it was discovered on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking ill, dude. Like Blue yeah. Ruin. Blue Ruin is the best Coen Brothers movie in a long time. It's, it's just, not Coen Brothers, though, is it? It's not, but you know what I mean. Like that. It's, it's just like, like that feel. It's that feel. It just executes shit that they introduced with Blood Simple years and years ago that you don't see in a lot of movies. You know what I mean? It's just like these thrillers that have a lot of humanity built. I saw. Into I saw Hail Caesar on the plane, man. And is that any good? I really want to see it. You know, dude, it's it's just okay. It's Coen Brothers. Yeah. They, they don't make bad movies, but it's definitely yeah. not a winner as yeah. far as their standard Ewan is concerned. Davis was cool, but even then, I was just kind of like, where, like, where's it headed? You know, like, I'm I'm a, I'm it, a diehard. I haven't. I guess I'm not a diehard. I haven't seen that one yet, but. Oh, dude, I'm I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan. I grew up watching yeah. uh, Raising Arizona, and uh, my favorite comedy of all time is Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Oh yeah, and uh, anyway, mine is raising Arizona. Is yeah, so there you go. So <laughs> yeah, great taste. But uh, um, I mean, if I pre- let me tell you this, so I can prepare you for the movie. Yeah, it, it might actually help you whenever you watch it. Um, don't expect a whole lot as far as story is concerned. It's kind of like a slice of life, like day in the life of a Hollywood producer in the '40s or whatever the fuck. There's, it's, it's just like. It feels like the Coen brothers just really love old Hollywood. And the story is not that grand or anything. It's just like, I don't know, it's just like, I think it's just like a day in the life type of story. So if you go in knowing that, you, you, you'll you be fine, more than likely. And I'm <laughs> he's gone. He'll probably be back, though. No. We're talking about Hell well, Caesar, Matty. Oh, yeah, I want to I see it. I just don't... Uh... I missed everything. Uh what were you guys talking about before Hell Caesar came up? Oh, uh, still on Green uh, Ruin, Blue Ruin. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. What's that movie you show you showed me in L.A.? I didn't get to finish it, but the, that 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 guy directed. Oh, Murder Party. Yeah, that shit was that awesome. that name, man. Oh, yeah, was, is that his first film? Yeah, it's like his first, like I think, like feature length, maybe. What's his, What's that director's name? Oh, fuck, God damn it! I just shut off Wait, my phone. I know. I just had it up in front of me. Uh, Isn't it Jeremy something? Yeah, you're right. Uh, Jeremy Solnier or Solner. Let me see. Yeah, Jeremy Solner. Solnier. Yeah. But his Sol- motherfucker makes some good movies. Dude, Murder Party is great. I remember watching it and loving it, and then like rewatching it at like NLA. Uh, it was so Zapping. good. Yeah. Blue Ruins great. Like I can't wait to see. Like I after Green Room, I don't know what this guy's gonna get. Like. He should direct the next Star Trek. And I'm not just saying that because Patrick Stewart was in it. That's not a bad idea if, they, if they make are. like a horror type. Uh, yeah, like a Borg. A new Yeah, definitely. Borg. I think that's not a bad idea. Star Trek. Because <laughs> anyway, there's, there's, like there's comedic Star Trek well, films and there's uh, kind of more ensemble. serious ones. You know, that's another you know thing. What? You don't get a lot of ensemble kind of like films that are quirky enough to just work, you know. like Yeah. Damn, he was the DP on Blue Ruin as well. I, I would like to see him do like a, like an alien movie. Oh, like see, that's yeah. yeah, yeah, that would like, that would be cool. Yeah, definitely. Because I think space. he's really he's really good at like developing characters, like a group of people. And I feel like you should do Darth Vader the movie. something. Darth Vader <laughs> the movie. I'd watch that shit. That shit would be brutal as fuck. Man, I can't wait for Rogue One. God damn. Dude, he's got credits. He's got seven credits working for. Uh, 
Oprah's Masterclass Belief Special TV Movie Additional Camera Operator 2015. Dude, you gotta start somewhere. Yeah, dude. Dude, that's post-Blue Ruin, man. Uh, wow. I mean, you know. You, so gotta you just, you just gotta do to shit. Them. Yeah. He did additional camera for TV movie documentary for Nicki Minaj, My Time Now. <laughs> I mean... That's a job, bro. That pays pretty good, too, by the yeah. way. Because by the way, if you're a fucking grip and you work on big movies, you're fucking rich, by the way. The, the grip. Just a grip, bro. You're rich, just, by the way. Remember that. Everybody, like, every, almost, except for PAs and... Yeah, maybe except for PAs, pretty much everybody that works on movies year-round is pretty well off, man. Yeah. So Joey's yeah. just living the fucking life right now. Dude, Joey's got... I'm going to blow him up right now, but Joey's got money this year, man. Money. Yeah. yeah. Bad. Buying those 4K televisions like it ain't no thing. He just bought one. Yeah, but... I know. And he got that couch. Speaking of nice indie thrillers, uh, did you guys ever watch... Um, Uncle John, Steve Pyatt film. Actually, have I did not. not. It's on. You my, uh, check it out. Netflix. Check it out. It's that's a dope one. Shout I'm out Stephen Pyatt, another friend of ours from college. Made a really great. He's doing things. Thriller. He's doing I big know. Things. He's got a uh, Channel Zero season dose coming up next year. Oh yeah, that's right. Steve Pyatt's another bad motherfucker. Good thriller. Yeah, I need to watch it. I just watched uh, the Netflix original movie. It was a legendary film called Spectral. Yeah. Legendary. I, I liked him. I read some things. How, how, what was it? Um, I really enjoyed it. It's, it was built to me, like when I read about it, it was built as Ghostbusters meets Black Hawk Down. And I enjoyed the fuck out of Ghostbusters. And I love Black Hawk Down. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, so. That's a pretty interesting it, mix, bro. Um, for like a, like, if I went and saw this movie in the theater, I think, and I spent like, Ten, fourteen dollars, like with soda and all that bullshit that you go when you go to the movies to have that experience. I think I would have been like down, but like watching it, at, like sitting down on my couch and just enjoying like you know a beer and watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun, man. Like it's a cool sci-fi, like with a horror, like like or a supernatural element. I, it's not really scary, but there's that supernatural element to it. And I thought the concept was really cool and. I was seeing an article today, I haven't read it yet, but about, like, people are like, oh, is this based off a video game? And Spectral would be a much better video game than it is a movie. That's so interesting. Saying, so saying that, I would give this movie, like, watching it, I'd probably say, like, a B-. minus. It was a lot of fun. The cast isn't, like... There's, like, some people, like, Bruce Greenwood's in it. I really like him. And, like, Emily Mortimer, Mortimer is in it. And I like her. And then... I've seen the main guy and stuff. It's just a cool... It's just a fun movie, man. It's a cool sci-fi movie. Um, and I was trying to think of, like, cooler sci-fi films I've seen this year. Like, in, like just, like, having a fun experience with. And I was like, I don't know if I've seen, like, a fun sci-fi movie this year, you know? Star Trek Beyond wasn't bad, man. Yeah, no, that was fun. But it's just, like, there wasn't a lot of them, you know? Oh, yeah. Um but uh, yeah, it's fun. I mean, if you if you're sitting if you're at home and you're like, I want to watch something on Netflix. I don't know what to watch. You're sitting at I'm home in... with your dick in your hand. <laughs> don't watch on Spectral. Netflix. Don't watch Spectral because there's nothing to jerk off to, unless you're into <laughs> fucking ghosts. Then watch it and there jerk off to it. Or if you guys. like weird fucking guns that kill ghosts, then jerk off to it. Or 
If you're into Emily Mortimer wearing a lot of fucking armor, <laughs> jerk off to it. Dude, chicks in armor is probably a lot of dudes' fetishes, man. Well, then you should Damn jerk it. off to this movie. Um, <laughs> should we should we have a rating system about a system about if you can jerk off to how it? How many pumps? I five five pumps, pumps till you go. I, I, I give this movie pump. five pumps. But it's one, but you know what it's one. like. But it's so like one uh, pump is like the best. Yes, so exactly. Like green room, so green room is one pump. It's yeah. Green <laughs> for me is three. I, I mean, I'm down with this rating system. I'm not opposed to this. No, I think I think it's it's official from this from this day forward. <laughs> it's happened. We the talked about it. Franchise, it is, uh, Twenty pumps, dude. It's like, like golf pumps. scoring. The, the like less, the better. Pumps. Yeah, that's like forty-five pumps. I'm done. I've turned off the movie. Now I'm watching actual porn. Yeah, we uh, we have to preface each rating if it's low with the paltry number of <laughs> yeah. How soon pumps. did you have to actually get on your computer and put in a free porn <laughs> actually, website? Yeah. Man, I love that porn is free. That's amazing. Dude, what an age what a fucking... Holy yeah, right? Shit. I remember people I knew, friends that I'm speaking for, other people you guys don't know, um, that would go to porno stores and buy like $50 tapes. God, it's ridiculous. You know, and like $25 magazines. Yeah. And such. I remember my dad gave me a porno, the, like the several porno now. magazines when I was younger. <laughs> my dad my the same tossed, shit. My mom tossed, I had a PlayStation 2 box, like with like four magazines in there. <laughs> I, back for college, my mom tossed that shit. She went through all my shit. I thought it was going to be safe. I thought specifically, <laughs> she, she was like, four magazines were gonna be safe. she's like, that ain't <laughs> biblical. You're turning 18. I feel, like your, I feel like your mom, though, Stefan, would be like, boys. Yeah, your mom, you, you, say you, you grew up in like away. a hippieville. No, no, yeah, my mom is like super hippie. She, the only thing she's like really kind of like naive about is like sex. Oh. You know? Goddamn um, Puritan background. She was, she was raised really strict herself. So for us, it was like more about like, do what you want, but don't do any of that bad shit and you're good. So she wasn't down with porn, but to say the least, but you know. But she was okay with like psychedelics she, I never, and shit? Yeah, yeah, that's different. Okay, that's more spiritual. Porn was just like fodder. Dirty. A dirty, bad, dirty thing. Trash. They should, you know, like, Trash. not only do I not want them to have it, but they shouldn't have it to begin with. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, guys, I got I got to actually go in a second. Right on. Copy. I'm going to get some beers with, with, uh, with the friends. So, um, word. Let's, let's close this thing out. You guys can fucking record another one. Uh, I'll probably chit chat with Mitty Matty. All right, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, dude, I'm down. I'm doing shit. Sorry, I've been on this shit for like for four hours. <laughs> no, three hours, I think. I got um, another beer to finish. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, As cool. do that. Cool. Well, uh, uh, uh Maddie, did you want to end this one? Oh, I oh. can end it. What, right, what episode are we on? 45. Oh, shit, dude. Well, guys. I'm just going to say, we're really close to 50 fucking episodes. I know. Boy. Dude. It's like, it's like five episodes away. It's like five days till Star Wars. It's like the same thing almost. Dude, we're going to end up with 52 too, by the way. Damn. That's, that's yeah. one a week, baby. Hell yeah. Fuck one a week for the entire shit. year. Anyway. And we didn't start in January either, right? We started in like March or some shit. Like we've been pretty consistent with this shit. Dude, I know. 
there's been a core group that exactly yeah. consistently gone through this, and that's great. Also, uh, I mean, I forgot what I was gonna say, but ah, fuck it, it's been good. <laughs> oh, for for the best of episode. What do you guys think we should do like a super house in memoriam like not in memoriam that sounds like we're dead a super <laughs> retrospective like yeah, looking like back on the year of super house itself we should, yeah we should do a look back on the year and then and then our like top 5 of whatever top 5 super house moments top 5 like I, no like I, our top 5 games movies I definitely think, oh yeah 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 we like we should definitely call out to the people who have participated in our like podcasts like yeah Adam Corolla, yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah. like ben yip and like other suki styles yeah. and other what people if we had a, a section where we sorry what if we had a section where like dudes like matt herring or like some of the people that have left comments or whatever like we just t- we interview them for you know five questions or three questions that'd be cool like i i know we have some followers so maybe mm. we should like in the episode before the last one, whenever we're like, all right, this is the final episode for the year, maybe be like, hey, guys, it's open to you to come on for the first couple of hours to say yeah. your piece or something. Yeah. I don't know. An intro or something. I don't know. Something, yeah. Something. This has been episode 45 of the Superhouse podcast. We love you. Some of you we hate. But we love. <laughs> Good night. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we are, that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have uh, a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and don't... we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs> for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. <laughs> 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Links in the description.